Puss Dumpers. Hello, and welcome to the Saladcast on Saturday, the 10th of December, 2022. I'm your host, Dan Train. Joining me today is Zachary Burgess. Not in the same room as Dan, clearly. <laughs> um, Robert Kemp. There's a little bit of an audio discrepancy. I'll that. <laughs> so, uh, do you want to tell us a story while you're phoning? <laughs> I mean, it's not much of a story by the sounds of it. No, I mean, <laughs> actually, no, it, it is, is it? It's like I left my laptop at the office. That's probably the story. But I suppose there is more to that, right? It's like the reason I left the laptop at the office is because because uh, it was like the work Christmas drinks or whatever last night and I wanted to keep it safe but I'd had drinks the night before and the night before that and before that I'd had a cold for like three days so that's why my my voice is wrecked and I'm phoning in <laughs> every combination imaginable <laughs> all the combos yeah but it's all worth it I, I thought like oh I, you know I it's really a work laptop but I just I use it as my personal computer um, just for convenience uh, and um but I thought there was nothing essential there. And then I was like, no, actually, it plugs into all the recording equipment and the <laughs> microphone and everything. I do actually need it. Oh, so wow. I think I need to get my own MacBook, basically. Yeah, maybe. But there you go. Maybe. Keep your, keep your work life and your private life separate, you know, just in yeah. case. Just in case. It's just that I've never actually bought a Mac in my life. Even though they're the only computers I use, I make sure somebody else buys them because they're pretty expensive. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't. I mean, I could technically do whatever I want with that laptop. I've got my my work laptop. I've got admin rights, but I wouldn't because I know they're running corporate watcher shit on it. Yeah, and I'm lucky to work for a company that isn't corporate. I mean, yeah. I, 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 I our clients are corporate, but not my my actual company isn't. <laughs> yeah. Also, it's sort of nice to have a bit of separation, I suppose. So I don't have to. Oh, definitely, it is. So I don't yeah. have to. Yeah, indeed. Infect my PC with Visual Studio. <laughs> exactly exactly who'd want to do that whereas i if i got my own laptop i probably would install visual studio code just so i could hack on things on my own laptop it's not as bad as i make it out to be but still it, it takes up a lot of room mm. <laughs> yeah it's a bit of a monster isn't it yeah these days it is so was it were your three days out worth it uh yeah uh, but the having a cold, don't recommend. <laughs> I don't think I've had one since lockdown, you know, because they were without infecting each other um, for a long time. And yeah, the colds definitely still suck. <laughs> I feel like I've been like permanently on the cusp of a cold for like a year. <laughs> like just, oh, man. just just on that edge where it's like my, I'm, a, I'm a little bit sniffy at times and oh, yeah. a little bit coffee at times, but not full on, oh, no, I need to get under the cover and die. Uh, you know, yeah. you've got maybe like one or two more years before you'll be getting all the diseases. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the plague children. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when when the Kemp variant of the plague child is uh, introduced to the world, and uh, yes. it would be fine until they um, socialize. Yeah, right? that's, that's why I gave you one or two years. Yeah. <laughs> you've got a little while still. <laughs> Where it'll only be internal diseases. I forget what the recommendation is. It's like it might actually be like two years. Like at, at age two, that's where they need to start. And they're, they're well, actually, I mean, kind of, actually kind of fine not socialising before that. I, I mean, think. presumably you're still going to there's still going to be extra family interactions. Oh, well, that's so true. there will be some in some within one step disease transmission. Yeah, there, there, there will be additional people involved. <laughs> 
Yeah. And so a good bite of my free time. How are we going to run this podcast properly while, while that's all happening? I, I haven't quite fathomed yet. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll figure something out. <laughs> Likely to be yeah, more remote, probably, I suspect. More what, sorry? More remote. Yeah, well, maybe. I mean, if we do it at all, then like that doesn't stop you from coming here. It's just my potential need to disappear at any well, moment. I mean, <laughs> it be great. I mean, if I wasn't here, you'd have more space to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what you reckon? We just just, just have baby. in the same room. We, that might be a bit risky. Yeah, audio wise. We, we would just have just have baby in the, in the Moses rocker or whatever right next to us, and then <laughs> could well do. I, I mean, yeah. maybe. I mean, it could make for some. More edits. audio, <laughs> yeah, some, some edits and maybe some more audio interruptions as opposed to like us, what used to be our our favorite interruptions, the doorbell, which is still a thing, yeah, or the cat has just done something. <laughs> well, the cat, yeah, I mean the baby equivalent of the cat, yeah, pretty much <laughs> the first, yeah, yeah, a bit louder maybe. Oh, be much louder. <laughs> that's the, that's the science of babies, right? <laughs> Loudness, loudness. Yeah, they they are specifically yeah. tuned to annoy you in an audio fashion. Anyway, I mean, I suppose they're specifically tuned to annoy you in all fashions because <laughs> you got yeah, to, to make you deal with it. Anywho, it's supposed to be exciting, right? Like, let's let's look at the let's, let's try oh, and focus on the positives, people. <laughs> it will be interesting that part though this part the podcast so listeners it's going to be it's going to have an impact they're guaranteed to gain xp over time at least they just need to exactly you know gamify it a little bit and make sure they gain xp quicker than every other child and then and then then they'll be prime child exactly min max min max your child exactly get the right build (laughs) yes I've got to choose whoever hench your brains or yeah <laughs> yeah what stat am i am i saying no they don't need that well i think i, I think if we're looking at a genetic standpoint i don't think there's much hench the base stat on hench is oh, not no. going to be good yeah. G- genetic hench isn't going to be great in fairness it is just I, th- I feel like it is just my line in my family like like you know kips and i we're, yes. not, we're not particularly great but but my dad's line above us that the, you know they're they, they were pretty fit in their day Right. Well, there you go. It could easily skip a generation yeah. or two. Well, I mean, you have to assume in that case that that's from your mum, though. <laughs> your mum infected the hench line. Uh, I mean, yeah, possibly, <laughs> possibly. I mean, and, and of course, historic historically, we don't really know a huge deal about my mum's line. It stops <laughs> like pretty quickly because because mm. of things. Um, so we don't we don't know <laughs> what we've inherited too much. Well, you'll find out <laughs> even more. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know if you could do a luck run on a like thinking of Fallout stats. Like, <laughs> like how do, you, how do you how do you breed a luck run? <laughs> Would well, I want them meeting really the mysterious stranger? <laughs> don't think so. <laughs> well, it might be helpful having some guy who just randomly turns up and shoots what was going on in the room. <laughs> Not sure that would be helpful. <laughs> Yeah, supposed to be buggers <laughs> off, and you're left with the yeah. before that. <laughs> like, sh- I don't think shooting things in general is going to be a good solution for most problems. <laughs> so it's only in the Fallout universe where you have to shoot things a lot to that <laughs> become very nice. useful. 
what if he's like Phoenix Wright and he's just like a mysterious stranger lawyer, like just rocks up and he's like, objection! <laughs> and then, the and then, is, then disappears. That's my whole point. <laughs> the problem just goes away. Like, he just yells objection and everyone's like, you make a very good point. <laughs> I, ag- I agree with this. And I, I still, at some point, we still have to get around. To, this is a podcast about video games. Maybe. Get around to uh, yeah. playing um, uh, Marvel versus Capcom Three Ultimate and playing Phoenix Wright. See how we can objectify someone in the face. Apparently, it's pretty difficult. <laughs> <laughs> what to play is like to get that character. Well, to at least get the actual, you know, the ridiculous combo thing that you have to set right, up. Right, right, right. Because it's all about setup. Of course, yeah. Presumably there's so many steps that you have to go through yes. in order to have a case to present. Lawyers. Oh, anyway, other than that, what's going, what's, what's going on, people? Well, when I was sick, I, was, I couldn't do anything, or you know, <laughs> so I was just scrolling Twitter, looking at all the insane chat GPT stuff and getting more and more freaked out. I don't know if you've seen this. <laughs> Not at all. No, what's going on? Absolutely. <laughs> going on Do you is, know about it, Zach? What's going on is more AI stuff happening. What AI? It's stuff? like, well, not, yeah, it's an AI. You know, AI. The, you know, the GPT three language model has been around for a while. It's like you give it a prompt and it writes you. It's trained. It's a language model oh. trained on like the internet or whatever, whatever. Right, and, got it, you. and it writes like convincing prose or convincing copy or whatever. Sure, like write me an essay on this subject, kind of thing. Exactly. Exactly. But the uh, last week they released a new variant of it called Chat GPT, and you could you can f- sign up and use it for free as, as a it's a beta alpha sorry alpha release. And the the thing about this one is it's called Chat because it actually retains context, and you can you can respond to the first, so it can write you something, and then you can keep you can have a conversation basically with it. Mm. So you can say write me an essay, but then you can say. I'll tweak that bit or I don't want it like that. Can you do it the other way? And and it knows it retains the context of what's going on, mm. um, which the previous ones didn't. It was just input and output, but now it can have a, a now you can talk to it. Right. Um, and, and it's a general model, right? So it can, but, uh, it, but it's amazing how good it is at, you know, like you can say, write me a script in 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 Python to do this or whatever, and it comes out with a script. And it explains what it is, gives you the code, all comment is, and and then you can say, oh, actually, I want that in. Please put that in JavaScript or whatever, and it will just give it to you. It's amazing. Hmm. <laughs> um, uh, but people have been doing like obviously having fun with it. There's a lot of like, please write me a Seinfeld script where George Costanza hmm. is, you know, <laughs> you know, is is using has discovered AI or something like that, you know, and it'll give you a perfect Seinfeld script complete with jokes and everything. Weird. It's bizarre. But I was just, there's, there's just it? more and more of it on Twitter, like everyone geeky trying different combinations of things. And, and, and there was no mainstream news coverage of it at all, but everyone Strange. in technology is freaking out about it. It's really weird. And so, about how it's going to, so this is yeah. like this week's like stable diffusion. Yeah, you know, pretty much. But yeah, text, exactly. But it's... exactly. Mm. Yeah, that is strange. No, just, I just, just like media love making a thing out of like AI art. Well, right, and not that much. Yeah. Uh, a like, little I, bit. I see a fair amount of it. 
Oh, and that reminds me, I've got a whole bunch of free credits I should probably burn on random stuff. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the AI art is 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 like, I guess if you're looking at it in the media way, it's like it's the sequel to Deep Fakes. Basically, it's like an ongoing story mm. for the for the how they reported Deep Fakes before. So I guess it makes more, and it's visual, which kind it's of helps. Visual. I guess, yeah. but <laughs> it's it's attention grabbing. And also, you know, then then you could also liken it to like the lawsuit about the monkey taking the selfie and all that stuff. Like, sure. how are we going to deal with the, the copyright issues and all that? Mm. Yeah, exactly. Because where does the content really come from? It's been trained on stuff that probably is copyright. Yeah, but and it's you know, it's more obvious it? that it's like ripping stuff off in art form. Just sure, because like yes. surely that's the Seinfeld script example. Like, is it? It can't be writing jokes that it's even not writing jokes that make sense, right? Because that's hard. That's like super hard, right? Even for humans to do right. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, so it must be pulling. Yeah, it must it be pulling jokes from of, something else, or probably like, the whole well, script of the original Seinfeld. Like, yeah, like reusing Seinfeld jokes, situations or whatever. I think, and then I think it does write jokes but they're like you know they're like yeah. children's jokes they're not you know they're bad <laughs> right but they it does construct actual jokes you know like one of those i mean that's not unique is it but yeah it's like, like why did um, the chicken cross the road because there's a starbucks over there bro you know <laughs> yeah i mean that's funny to me that's like child level jokes right that's the sort of stuff yeah, yeah, like yeah. we'd come up with when i was like like five or something it, yeah, doesn't, it yeah. doesn't entirely not sound like a Seinfeld joke <laughs> i guess not <laughs> yeah yeah, too good. You're too good, Rob. <laughs> I can't, I can't um, remember my older days. It's... Know your roots, man. I'll tell you the most mind-blowing um, uh, blog post was from a, a, a tech guy. And what he'd done is he'd asked ChatGPT, please pretend that you're a Linux machine and you're a terminal. And like when I give you commands, respond like a Linux terminal would. Huh. And it comes out with, you know, prompt, dollar sign. And he's like, LS. And it gives him, obviously, it's not real, but it gives him like a, what's on the fake file system inside this like model. <laughs> inside huh. um, and then he's like, oh, is it connected to the internet? So he's like, ping bbc.com. And it comes back with a ping response, even though it's not, obviously, it's not a real ping. Any networking. Yeah. It's just, it's not a real ping. It's just a convincing looking ping response comes back. Wow. And then he's like, okay, well, I'll use a web browser. So there's that links web browser, you know, that's a terminal web browser. So he's like links, um, uh, uh, you know, open up links, you know, links google.com into this thing. And it comes out with something that looks like google.com. And then he, and then he, you know, does a Google search or something like that within the thing. And it comes back with what would Google would return, even though this is all imaginary. (laughs) Like that's, it's like a it's mad. like a VM in the mind of this AI. It's completely insane. And at the end of the thing, he's like he navigates to the web page that he's on, which is the input for this AI chat DPT, and then part paste the original prompt that he started the whole thing <laughs> into it recursively. <laughs> and it worked. Well, I mean that part's made the least work? impressive because at that point yeah, it's just amazing. reusing the literal data you've just given it. Make a shortcut, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I but still mind-blowing it's like a i don't know anyway i mean all, I just, all that means that, is that someone somewhere on the internet is just uploading their linux logs in full form i mean it happens right oh, yeah, the, the number yeah. of like stack i mean how many if it just went through stack overflow right and read everyone's code yes, like and everyone's questions and, and then it's like it got 
two days later after it launched, it got banned from Stack Overflow because Stack Overflow was completely flooded with like convincing looking uh, answers that were bullshit generated by this AI. Oh, what? what? Well, well, yeah, so presumably were people asking the AI and it was coming up with nonsense and they were just posting it? Yes. That so is, it that still has, has to be human driven. That right? is also the other problem that Art has been having a lot. Where you you'll see a you'll see a picture and you're like, oh, that looks like a normal picture, and then you look at it for like two seconds longer, and it's like, hang on a minute, yeah, <laughs> this is not- fucked. <laughs> <laughs> something's not right. Here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, that was one of the most. That was, that was one of the most. Some of the most fun I think I've had in a long time was just you and I just messing with stable diffusion yeah. prompts the other night. That was that was that was so funny. Well, it's only funny when you try and make it make a picture of text because it still can't manage that version. Still can't manage that. So the so the fake text that it comes up is incredibly funny. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, no, it, it can't, it can't, yeah. Like when we came up with an ad for like spam or something, like they just couldn't spell spam. <laughs> like they came up with all kinds of other stuff. Right. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Stable diffusion is not great with text, apparently. But but I'm yet no, to try things that's like you need the language model like this for text rather than the yeah, image. But there are model. yeah the, the you know the ones you can freely just use. Like they're not as powerful as like the the, the more adventurous art models no. and I've not, like all the the paid for art models and I've not I've not really dabbled with those. As I say, I've got credits. We mm. could try with those, but they're limited. Yeah, don't know quite what I'd use them on really. Maybe come up with some Glacial Spoon album art. I don't know. Make a new Happy Salad like, well, real quick. Yeah, no, one did suggest that. Like, but you need to. Uh, the problem with though, as I said, the problem with these models are is like, like, like you want some time on the free one, I guess, to try and refine your prompt into something. Yeah, try and guess what it might be able to make. Get something in the right na- in the right ballpark, and then dial it, and then and then fire it at the paid one to get like a high res version or something. But then that's not how these things work. No. Like they chart, they still cost your credits to run the to run test prompts and things like that. So I think they need to, I think they need to sort out some way of doing that better. Like thumbnails and things are free, but then if you want to actually ex- expand on that idea, go ahead and burn credits, um, and then that's fine. They've got a monetization model, and I think that stuff's here to stay. There was also the story, like you know, I guess similar to what you were saying, like trouble with art and all that. There was that story that you know an AI generated image won an art competition because they didn't tell Ooh. anyone that it was AI generated, and they were like, "Yeah, I just made this thing," and uh, um. The argument that the artist made was like, well, I still had to spend time modifying the prompt to get something good out of it. Like it took, this wasn't just, I typed it once and it came up with a masterpiece. I did have to, have <laughs> but to it's still like, it. not going to be like an hour's work or something. Come on. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe you're right. I mean, some of these engines have like, do have like weird parameterization you can do to like say, I want less of this or something. Yeah. There was, there was some article I was reading that they were like, if you turn down as, like with one of these engines that had one of these parameter things you could put into the prompt, and if you turned everything down, most of the time it would come up with the same face, like it would just like the like the oh, null, like the weird the base state or, yeah. or like the edges of the model the or something, it like person. something yeah. like that. Either the either the middle or the edge of the model, who knows, um, was like a very similar looking creepy ass face. And it's like, that's so straight. That's so weird. weird. <laughs> yeah. It's a brave new world. Oh, I mean, I love this stuff. I think it's great. But Yeah, it's cool. But, it's, but as I say, the eight, there's, we're now getting to the point where it's like problematic finally. <laughs> that's the thing. That's what I was feeling because I was feeling sick and I was reading this about this new thing. And it's the first time where I was like, 
mm, this is actually a problem. <laughs> I, I think the, got to the like the, everyone's worried about the copyright situation mm. for obvious reasons. But like the the problem that Dan said with like Stack Overflow is the actual problem, which is that just people just assume things are true. It's like Yahoo yeah. Answers, except even worse. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're gonna have Wikipedia like, being updated with AI generated Wikipedia articles that don't make any fucking sense, and then they'll all be sourced back to the AI, and yeah. then it'll just get worse. Yeah, exactly. It'll just go into a dumpster fire. Like people are saying, like this is better at giving me answers to my questions than Google. And it's like, yes, but it could be bullshit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like it could be generating it's, it's, utter nonsense that sounds convincing. Exactly. And it's like, I get that it is, you can, there's it's an UKIP. argument that it is, <laughs> it is a better user interface or experience for asking a question, and getting an answer than Google is. Uh, but it's a fun, fundamental flaw that everything it tells you could be total lies. <laughs> Wait, could this be the ultimate training tool for politicians? Just well, like, yeah. I mean, you could just, easily give it a prompt that would generate whatever answer, bullshit, I mean, that, non-answer that to any question. Something that people are already worried about is like, what percentage of political arguments going on right now on Twitter are actually one person talking to a robot? I guess I'm more interested. <laughs> or two robots talking. Well, all that, yeah. I guess I'm more interested in the sort of plagiarism aspect of this, right? Because that's always been a... For academic purposes, that's always been a huge problem. Well, I mean, it's already a huge problem, right? With people just finding one of the billions of scripts that people have written and just using it as their yeah. own and it, being, yeah. and it being very hard to detect. And it's like, well, now if you could get an AI to write one. Yeah. And if that AI I mean, gets it right, like, so if the if someone just does a quick fact check on it and hands it in as their own, and it's like, well, there you go, that's my bit of work. Right. exactly because like what it generates is like it's it's you know it's not it's not good i mean it's good but it's good enough mm. that's the thing it's like 80 percent of the way there and it's like for actual rigorous academic stuff or like oh you know, no, not like a white paper noticed. or something yeah. like that so, yeah, yeah. get torn apart but like but, but like for school homework like 80 percent there is is better than most school students what do, you, what do, you, do be, you know? be like it, be like a b yeah you could generate a B level answer in two seconds to any homework question. And then, and so, and then that's genuinely true. You could do that right now. You could log onto it today and you could give it, you know, your essay prompt and it'll give you a B grade, unique, possibly full of bullshit <laughs> uh, essay. <laughs> what are that's amazing. And then, and then, and then, uh, so people are arguing, oh, this is the end of that. But then it's like, you know, how are the teachers going to grade it or mark it? And it's like, okay, you can just get the AI to mark them as well. <laughs> and mm. You can do that too. Yeah. Well, maybe, or maybe you need to start like fe feeding the essay in and be like, hey, AI, tell me what percentage chance that this essay was generated by you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Well, that is what's going to happen, right? Yeah. I mean, it, with all of them, including the AI art and stuff, is they will have models to detect whether something was created by a model. Right? <laughs> I mean, I already know there's work, thanks to a couple of legal friends of mine like that are really into this as being an idea and stuff. I know there's already work in like reading legal, like AI reading legal documents to make sense of it, or reading contracts against, and then yeah. and then you then you plumb in the the alleged infringement, and it will go, yeah, they infringed. Because <laughs> it, oh, it, it somehow parses the contract and it's like, but if that's, I guess if that's written in like, well, it, perfect legal terms, yeah, yeah that should that, be easy to cross-reference yeah, in that, some way. That actually sounds okay, um, assuming yeah. you can define 
the allegation correctly. Yeah. Um, so you know, elements what, of that. What are, madness! But but yeah, you don't want that like necessarily guiding everything. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Anyway, we'll probably have <laughs> be talking about this on the podcast in the future again because I think it's going to be a thing now. For sure. Oh, we, yeah, we're just, uh, we're just yeah. wait for the AI generated games to well, like, yeah, to, like flood Steam. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, going on to video game news then. If, I don't know if there's any segue there, but we've had some news, haven't we, this week? Because isn't it been the Game Awards? Is that right? Game Awards! Well, it's some news, as always. <laughs> like, not much. Yeah. I mean,. All right, let's yeah, let's, let's let's. Rob seems to have written an unnecessarily long list of things that we don't care about. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I did what I normally do. I mean, that's not even the full list. No. That's, that's just things that looked mildly interesting. I don't know. Maybe I'll cut over a few of these, but because um, the only thing, like, okay, first thing on my list, I've got, I've got. There isn't much. To be clear, there's pretty much nothing on this list that made me super hype. And there isn't like it's not. It right. definitely wasn't one of those shows. Well, like, and there isn't really. There weren't really much in the way of surprises. Or yeah, anything. and there isn't really much like new. Like there's several sequels and like yeah. expansions, but there's not any like super standout new stuff. I mean, Al Pacino turning up to give an award is kind of something. That's not a game. <laughs> it's not a game, no. But there was. <laughs> You know, there was a number of like celebrity appearance. You know, I suppose out celebrity outside of gaming appearances this time round, and it's uh, so maybe the Game Awards is like increasing in popularity I don't or think like so. or mainstreamedness. I don't know. Uh, anywho, I only mentioned this first one, Dead Cells. Well, Dead there's a Dead Cells announcement, but only because like. Was that something you've played, Zach? Or no, I've still never got around to playing Dead Cells. Right, because <laughs> every time it, I look it at it, it's your... fucking updating. Right, yeah. <laughs> because they've never stopped updating it. No, because it feels in your wheelhouse, right? As, yeah. Um, as a as a roguelike. Um, but anyway, they're doing a crossover with Castlevania. I mean, and it's they've like... been doing all kinds of fucking. Well, I mean, all they've been doing recently is crossovers. Really, oh, really? I think for like the last. Two years, maybe because just uh, like yeah. I think I wasn't um, aware. I thought I kind of thought this was like their first like big crossover. Well, it might be the first technically big one because Castlevania huh. is arguably a pretty big brand. Oh, it's huge. Yeah, but well, like, well, <laughs> I guess it was. Yeah, because it's <laughs> not, not any longer, maybe. Unless Konami get back into games. Yes, exactly. With, with Castlevania. Yeah, who knows? But yeah, I think like a month ago they announced another crossover pack with like a bunch of indie games. Like there was, I think it had Hotline Miami. And Terraria and Katana Zero or whatever that game's called. Oh yeah, yeah, Katana, yeah, Katana Zero. And then like a couple more that I don't remember, but oh, and Risk of Rain was in oh, okay. there as well. Yeah. So they've been doing lots of indie crossover collaboration things. Interesting. And do those stay in the game, or are they like? Events? I believe they stay. I like. Really? I I think they're just like. Well, I don't know how it actually functions in the game, but I think it might just be like... No, I guess I don't know how Dead Cells actually works. It's either... Because this is going to turn into like Super Smash Roguelike or something. Well, yeah, kind of. Because like... when you Also not a bad idea, by the way. <laughs> Obviously. But like... Yeah. The way it shows up in, in Dead Cells is they have like... It's actually like character sprites and everything. But it it seems like from this from the video I saw of this latest indie set is it's like it's the character sprite and a weapon maybe 
that fit that's from the relevant game okay and you know the way that these roguelike gazes work and the way the dead cells appears to work is you know you're building your run by picking up items as you go so i don't know if it's more like these these crossovers are maybe like a starting point where it's like you get the specific weapon from that game but then you just build a run the normal way yeah or they like themed runs or something like yeah that. or something that you toggle on and then it's like oh this is going to be a rain run or this is going to be a castlevania run and can they all mix yeah i mean that is the question it's like can they all mix sounds rad because <laughs> it is very weird because like it's not as direct a like reference as well, I suppose it's like when you see the Terraria guy, but in the Dead Cells engine, it's like this looks weird because it's not mm. it's not like Terraria's pixel art; it's like Dead Cells art, but just like a dude, right? Yeah, <laughs> which yeah, just yeah. looks really weird. And he's like, and it's but it tries to like simulate Terraria's like weirdly stiff pixel animation. So he's like super. <laughs> he stands up super straight and swings the sword really weirdly, and it's just like this looks weird. A bit like someone trying to act like Minecraft Steve. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> But yeah, they they seem to have been doing that a lot. It kind of—I was thinking about this the other day. Like, it kind of the whole thing about indie game, like indie darling crossovers, mm. kind of stopped. Right, there was a period of time in the early indies, I suppose, where like all of the obvious candidates would always turn up in all the other obvious candidates. Well, I mean, that, this is still the example of it has been continuing. Yeah. And then, you know, I Terraria has, all, has this year had like, well, the, this Dead Cells crossover and the Don't Starve one that they did earlier this year. Like, I'm just thinking there was there was that, oh, I suppose that is, that's, yeah, that's an obvious one, I guess. Uh, but then, you know, there was a period, period where like Super Meat Boy would turn up in everything or, yep. or Commander Ooh. Video would turn up in everything. Yep. Or that guy from... I want to be the guy. Well, maybe that, yeah. I was an old brave guy. Or, oh, yeah. Um, that's not what I was thinking of. What's it? Oh, what's that? Um, Bastion. Oh, right. Boy. Bastion, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, that that was just a thing and it has continued to be a thing. And I don't think it's even fallen off that much. There's, I mean, maybe there's not quite so many dramatically big indie games any longer yeah maybe maybe they it's sort just, of a more average background noise maybe that sort of like that darling phase was it the golden age i suppose is over yeah in indie land and now there's just yeah now there's just too many to pick from i mean among us i guess is the obvious choice for everyone right well is among us in fall guys that sounds like a really obvious like thing that should happen um i don't remember but i think it might be. i <laughs> should probably know that given given her work there and stuff but, yeah yeah because it's just like like the beans conveniently i wouldn't be surprised there was quite a few crossovers i think wasn't there with Fall Guys? well yes i mean, I mean Fall Guys like, is yeah. another example of the ridiculous crossovers yeah they're still doing them um and, you know, then there's Fortnite. And then there's Fortnite, the ultimate. If, well, they've got a strong crossover game. Yeah, took over from Team Fortress, but Team Fortress was the video, I mean, the first real video game that did it, I guess. Yeah. I, but Fortnite do. is like Ready Player One level, isn't it, of insanity? Yes. Yeah. yeah. They definitely want to be that. Because what is it? They've added The Witcher now to Fortnite. Um, it's taken them a while, but they've added it. Uh, man, Fortnite just needs to add every like do everything. There were, I, I was listening to an old bombcast and they were talking about putting The Sims in Fortnite, and I'm like, what would you even do with that? No, it's just a regular dude with the diamond above their head. I mean, that's, <laughs> like, that's not yeah, it's right. not even difficult. Yeah, <laughs> it's 
just a hat, basically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Do they speak Simlish, though? <laughs> All their vocalizations. I mean, that would be pretty cool as well. I don't know that people really talk in Fortnite, no. like unless you're playing like as one of the like branded characters, like the yeah. like the well. Dragon Ball guys doing Kamehameha's or something like you know, and then they shout it out real loud. Uh, anyway, there was that. Um, there was a couple of announcements of Sony uh, releasing more stuff on PC, um, so we'll be getting Returnal and Last of Us Part One soon being released as P- on PC. Uh, this comes off the back of like apparently that Uncharted PC release, or was it Uncharted Four? Yeah, um, yeah. Um, that. Apparently, it didn't do that that well. Like, it wasn't as Ooh, interesting. Uh, it didn't sell as well as Sony's previous um, PC, PC ports. Um, so, I don't know if that's just because, well, everyone knows what Uncharted is and is thus less interested in it. <laughs> well, like, it's a bit of an older game at this point. Yeah, it's a slightly older game. Yeah, so it was the combination. I think it was the that uh, they released Uncharted Four with the Lost Leg- Legacy bit on it as well. Yeah. Um, great game oh yeah yeah but just I mean it's not my favourite in the series it's no Uncharted 2 but uh, and I haven't played Lost Legacies which is also supposed to be pretty great Um, but yeah interesting it's just just like maybe maybe the everyone's like alright Sony slow down a bit (laughs) yeah thank you but it is good news really that they're they're committing to this like uh Shout out to possibly one of the most interesting game of the show, um, which I don't think was even in the main show. I think it was in the pre-show, but um, and this is I think this is gonna gonna push your buttons, Zach, a little bit. So this is a game called Viewfinder, which um, seemed to be about taking photos and placing them in the world, and then they become th- a little bit like what was it Snapshot yeah, or snapshot. something like that. But imagine that three D and like things. But so you put a photo down, and it actually become, and then you move, and like the photos actually th- like been three dimensionally put into the world. Uh, and then you can pull things in and out, and the photos can have different styles based on what they've been put on. So you're walking into different stylistic worlds. Whilst it looks weird and. Pretty cool. I mean, um, sounds like a combination of like that super liminal game oh, yeah, and, yeah. and like quantum, whatever that game was called. Nope, it's, I've lost no. it. Yeah. <laughs> what was that game? You think, no, not Cube. No. Um, it was quantum something, right? Quantum conundrum. There you go. Surely. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> the, the not portal portal yeah. that, that no one actually liked in the end. <laughs> right. Yeah, I can't really remember. Um, well, it's because, it, like you said, with the different styles, right? It was like quantum conundrum with the, the fuzzy world and then the heavy world. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe that is maybe that is what I'm thinking of. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't. No, but 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 I can see the similar similarity. But then superliminal as well with its like perspective perspective. Bending. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it looked it looked pretty interesting. I got a little bit of like, well, I mean, there's one specific shot in the trailer that looks a, that gives me a bit of antechamber vibes. Well, yeah, naturally, so, but yeah. I mean, that's like all those games as well. Yeah, it's just like solving puzzles in this weird way. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, that it looked really interesting. Um, <laughs> that was immediately followed by Atomic Heart, which we've which we've talked about recently as being like a Mick Gordon project uh, for, from the music. Boy, the music was weird in this trailer. 
Like it's still sort of rock based, but it had some bizarre vocal over the top, and uh, but, but probably not as weird as its first trailer. Still, oh no, not as weird as the first trailer. Definitely not as weird as the weird as the Euro dance. Um, uh, but it looks it. I mean, it it looks a bit doomy. I have to admit, but like it's a it's it looks like a super fast, mad shooter, but with a with a banging soundtrack. So you know, sign me up. This thing looks cool, and it's out pretty soon. Um, so in February, in fact, I mean, that was the other highlight, I suppose, the, the other like point to make a, about most of the trailers from TGAs. Most of the things shown were 2023 games. They didn't do, they well, weren't, weren't, weren't too many. The, I mean, there were a couple, but there weren't too many like, Hey, this is a way off, um, reveals. Um, oh, that's good. Yeah. I mean, it's, sometimes it's nice to see. Oh, this is in development or whatever. But like, how long ago was that freaking Elder Scrolls Six? Like, um, oh, I mean, that's, that's, that's like yeah, but they, that's that like was, two years ago now. But they never said that that was actually a thing. That was just like they we were, were saying. After we're done with Starfield, we're going to work on Elder Scrolls, pretty much, which everyone already knew because that's yeah. how they work. Yeah, it was yeah, pretty much enough. them saying, "Don't worry, we are going to do it. We just we just haven't got there yet." <laughs> right. Yeah. But the first time they showed it was years and years before that, wasn't it? I think. Uh, I mean, it was before we even knew what Starfield was. They, it was after yeah. Fallout Four, I guess, because they were like, "Next yeah, is Starfield, then Elder Scrolls, and then the, presumably another Fallout." Then the Elder Scrolls trailer was literally just Although them not Fallout Four, going Fallout over six, it. rather. The Elder Scrolls trailer was just them going over a landscape ride, and it show. wasn't yeah, a trailer. Well, I mean, yeah. the original one. I mean, the original one wasn't even a trailer. It, it was just a name card. Was it just a name card? <laughs> Because there was a there was another one. Don't forget that that's on that in that same year that like Obsidian's working on a uh, Elder yes. Scrolls like that had a bit more of a trailer. Yes. Um, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, that was a good two years ago now. I'm sure. At least. Uh, I think it might be longer. I think it might be longer than that. <laughs> I can't remember. But I yeah. mean, the, the 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 original time they announced <laughs> Elder Scrolls Six was at an E3, so that yeah. already puts it like two mm. or three years ago, yeah. at least. Yeah. Oh, if it was, if it's more than three, like something's gone very wrong with my like my time scales in my head. Well, I mean, that was the pandemic for you. Yeah, I guess. You've forgotten the entire two years happened yeah, basically. Uh, shout out to replaced. Um, which we've seen before um, in trailers and stuff, but uh, this game looks really cool, like like super cool. Um, uh, I want to like if, if, remember me talking about Backbone. I think was it early in the, this year or previous last year, something like that, um, where it's doing like pixel art but with a few extra, with a few sort of three D uh, hints on it. This goes all in on that, and we've seen a few games do do this before, where it's like. Kind of like Square's HD 2D yeah. thing, but like taken to it like a gritty cyberpunk level. I mean, there was and another uh, game that was like that that never came out, right? Yeah, there was. <laughs> I think it was called The Last Call or something like that. Some, some, the Last Something. And um, yeah, that looked super great as well. And that's that disappeared off the face of the planet. Um, and we never saw that again. So this is eating its lunch. Um, <laughs> if it comes out, it will anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's supposed to be out next year. Um but it, it looks really cool. Just you just have to watch that trailer, seriously. Um uh, so then I guess this was a bit of a surprise, because we hadn't heard much from a Mr. Ken Levine for many, many years. Uh, 
we I mean we knew he had his own studio and we knew he was in theory working on something, but we knew that a long time ago, like a really long time ago at this point. Um so here they are with a trailer for a game called Judas. And boy, does it look like Bioshock. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully they'll do a better job of aping another game than Callisto Protocol just did. Well, at least Ken, yeah, I get, well, I suppose that's the same situation. Yep. I was about to say, at least Ken Levine made Bioshock. Oh, wait, no, the Callisto Protocol guy made... Dead Space. Made Dead Space, yeah. yeah. Does it look good, though? Or Judas, even if it looks like Bioshock? I mean... I mean, that's that's sort of both the positive and negative there, isn't it? It's like, mm. I like the first Bioshock. Like, some sure. some things haven't, you know, some technical problems with I the PC well, version yeah. aside. And, and in fairness, I haven't played those remasters. That I don't know if they fixed any of those little niggles I had about the original. Um, so, yeah. I, I mean, again, it, it, looked, it looked so much like it, just with a different coat, a slightly different coat of paint that I, it's hard to paint it either way right like, like it's it's positive because it's one of those but negative because i don't not sure i saw much new mm, yeah of course had some green wireframey graphics going on so i'm not quite sure how that factors in but in mm. places but what like a 70s computer hacker kind of like a vectrex thing. kind of thing right 86. the hacking mini game yeah probably <laughs> <laughs> probably <laughs> Well, it's not pipe dream. <laughs> <laughs> God, let's like this one. Uh, yeah, so there's that. Um, and in another, I mean, this is the other kind of out there surprise, I suppose. They're making a Bayonetta game. No surprises there. We kind of already knew that Bayonetta 4 was in the works after comments that Cameo said after, like, <laughs> some of the outcry about Bayonetta 3 story being naff. Um, mm-hmm. This isn't that. This is something else. Uh, so Bayonetta Origins, Cereza and the Lost Demon, to give it its full title, uh, is a sort of painterly adventure game. Like, So it's got this like watercolour look to it. Mm. And, it's, um, uh, and it features basically a, a young Cereza trying to uh, yeah, trying trying to save her mum from something. Sorry, I shouldn't say mum. It's mummy in Bayonetta. It's always mummy, uh, and uh, seemingly features uh, Cheshire, who was Viola's demon that could be summoned in in Bayonetta three. Um, the weird cat. So it's like, wait, so Bayonetta theoretically had history with Cheshire. Or is this, and so that shouldn't really have been a surprise. That I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Like there's story ramifications here, um, but this is like, it's it's weird because the tone is all very much like a kids book, like or a kids game. Like it's like it's got that got that vibe to it, and Bayonetta is like not really a kids thing, right? No, not like at all. it's that's not its deal. It's it's strange. No. Like it, hmm. I don't think this is a good idea. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, that just sounds like a, a, a marketing thing. It does sound, I don't even know if the game's actually going to be like that, is what I'm saying. I feel like this is just that they oh, made wait, this trailer. This is, this is a total psych out. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, they made the trailer to make it, because it's young Bayonetta, they made it childlike in, in that way 
for the trailer, but it's just going to be. Well, I mean, I it's know, not. Man. It's not going to just be a bit of the game, obviously. But <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so it's not going to. Anyway, it's not going to play like a bayonetta. It's a different no. beast, and it's. Uh, but it's out March, so pretty soon. Weird. Anyway, we got some more of that new. We got to see some more of that new Star Wars Jedi game. Um, oh, yeah. We didn't get to see any gameplay, but um, I mean, it looks like Star Wars. <laughs> you know, it's got it's yeah. got a slightly older Cal Kestis in it. So uh, yeah. I always just thought it was a shame that they had to be like generic white dudes, <laughs> the star of, of that game. Like, I don't know. Could have I mean, been I mean, more interesting. I mean, he's ginger. Give him that. Yeah, I guess he's ginger. We'll give him that, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have a soul, so he's got the force, though. Uh, that's also out really soon, as it turns out. Um, March, oh, cool. March 17th. Yeah, because that was supposed to be this year, wasn't it? But it was delayed. So. It got delayed, yeah. Which is... I mean, it's in, I find this interesting. Like, like, like. I thought that the the hype train would be kicked into gear a bit earlier for this. Mm. Like, um, it's it feels a little bit late I mean, for three for months, a, isn't it? two, three months. Yeah, yeah, th- yeah three months. It, it feels a bit late yeah. for EA to be starting. Like, like, get, yeah, get, get excited. Well, I mean, it would have been hyped more if if E three still existed. <laughs> did, did EA do did, did EA do an event this year? I'm not sure they did. No, I don't think so. No. I guess that would have been where they would have shown something earlier. Uh, the makers of Celeste are doing a new game um, called um, uh, oh, cool. called Earthblade. Uh, they're not going. It doesn't look like they're going for like a super hardcore like Meat Boy esque platformer mm. this time round. There's um, it's it looks slower paced and there's like there's some combat involved. And things like that. It seems like a different beast. Maybe they're like doubling down on nice. narrative this time. Um, but hey, Celeste was awesome. So, so, so yeah, I've got yeah. I've got faith in these guys. For sure. Uh, that's Earth did Blade. they do Towerfall Ascension as well? Is that them? Or... Ooh, I don't. I, it might be a. This might be a. Oh, good question. I don't know if it's the same mm-hmm. studio because like. Uh, or maybe it's like an expansion of that studio because Towerfall was Matt Makes Games, if I remember correctly. Right. And maybe Matt Makes Games became the studio that made Celeste. I don't know. But yeah, I yeah, think I think you're right. I think there is lineage there. Mm. But some name changed along the way. Something like that. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then it happened. Of course, we had to have the Kojima moment of the show. Of course. Of course. We need to keep Jeff Keighley and Kojima's bromance going for all to see. Death Stranding 2 is real. Uh. <laughs> we already, already we, knew that. It was already let slip a long time ago by none other than Norman Reedus himself. Um, just like yeah. the first game. <laughs> <laughs> just like the first game, yeah. Uh, but it's it's official now. Leia Sidu is back for... Um, as as fragile, we know that much. Troy Baker's back. Fragile. <laughs> well, I think it was Troy Baker. It looked like he was. It was him. He was back. And it sounded like yeah, they were playing the voiceover it. from uh, Mads Mikkelsen's character as well. So mm. interesting. I don't know quite where they're going because I thought like Troy's character and Mad Mads character were kind of done in Death Stranding. So I don't know quite what they're going to do here. Um, yeah. But that's a weird looking trailer. 
uh, like as you would expect, like def- they they are doubling do down yeah. on the weird. Excellent. And like maybe it's a different game. Maybe, well, I don't know. Do, do you think it's is it still going to be a walking? It's probably still going to be a walking simulator. Or a driving simulator. Now you've built all those roads. Yeah. Now we've got all those roads. <laughs> now we've got all those bridges. Yeah. Bridges. Yeah. I mean, there seems to be a new company involved called Drawbridge. <laughs> so now you can lift the bridges up. Yeah. Wow. Technology. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, who? It, I mean, how can you say anything about it at this point? It just looks looks bonkers. The um. The tagline seems it was was should we have connected after the first game was all about <laughs> making connections. It's um and, and also shout out to Kojima who was like, um, I need to <laughs> like I, I rewrote this game after the pandemic happened. I don't want to predict something that happens again. <laughs> Although like calling the weird death the death stranding right. the pandemic is possibly a bit of a leap. Yeah, but... <laughs> yeah it's a bit of a stretch. Yeah. <laughs> Unless the, unless the script he was writing for Death Stranding 2 was the pandemic, and he's like, well, I'm going to have to change this. But or, it would be a prediction. A yeah. <laughs> uh, what? Yeah, I don't know what to say about Death Stranding 2. I mean, <laughs> it probably will be... Uh, yeah, what tweaks will there be to the core walking gameplay? <laughs> I mean, I know it's got its like, cult following... But yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, it's. I mean, even now, it's hard. I, it's hard to know whether I like it or not because it's just. It is yeah. really odd, and as a result, it's super interesting. But yeah, but it's a bit of a bore lake to actually play. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't. Know. Super interesting. Let's see what it does. I'll probably end up playing it. Uh, <laughs> Diablo Four is out June twenty twenty three. Only mentioning because Diablo's a big deal. Mm, sure. Like whether we, I, I've never cared for it particularly, but uh, yeah, you know, come on, it's hard. It's you can't say that the, especially those first two Diablo games, they were kind of important. And all the nonsense around Diablo three was probably important for the industry in some way or whatever. Yeah, and obviously, sure. don't you guys have phones? <laughs> what was that? Sorry? No, oh, was... don't you guys have phones? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, it's not the Diablo mobile game. No. Well, maybe. I mean, maybe it'll come out on mobile. Who knows? Or but... maybe it is actually just that game, and they've finally no, that finished... came out. Yeah, no, right, they've taken that game and made it into a full game. Oh god, <laughs> they wouldn't get away with that. They wouldn't get away with it. No, but they it's might a full-blown game. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. There's gameplay and stuff. Yeah, trainers. I mean, anyway, there's a there's a there's a follow-on story from that, and that I say follow-on. This actually came out before the game awards. That the devs don't think they can make its June release date without. A significant amount of crunch, uh, mm. and they claim that Blizzard aren't willing to budge to delay it further. Uh, so, um, after, after Bobby Kotick, you know, our, everyone's favorite CEO Goblin, uh, is, is basically like blamed the delay of Diablo as, 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 uh, for stock prices dropping in Activision Blizzard. And it's like, I'm pretty sure Activision Blizzard has bigger problems that are causing your stock price to drop rather than like, rather than Diablo being delayed. No, I mean, maybe maybe it would, being delayed and the, Overwatch being delayed and COD being slightly less great. That was the cause and effect you had the wrong way around. He was saying Diablo was taking longer because the stock price is down, not that it caused it. Oh, no. I No, I totally read it the other way around. But, <laughs> but okay. 
maybe it's i mean it could be either. why would the stock price mean that it because they the can't game, funnel as much money into the development <laughs> they can't pay as many people <laughs> or whatever maybe mm. Makes i think, more he'd, sense I think he'd care about that less <laughs> i think bobby kotick would care about that less that way around That, I, I mean, they're all it's all going to get bought by Microsoft anyway. So, <laughs> or maybe not. <laughs> or maybe not. Spoilers. Ooh. Spoilers for what? Something we talk about now? <laughs> well, we could, but maybe Rob should finish his games okay. award list. Yeah, yeah, it's not too much left. Um, Blue Pro Blue Protocol, I think, had a really great trailer. It's it was uh, looked like an anime action RPG, and it's like, yeah, okay, there's plenty of those. Don't get like. It's hard to get excited about another anime action RPG. Come on, but I think this was presented really well. I think it had a had a, had a good good direction for the trailer, like strong music choice, like sort of making it sound super dramatic. Um, it's uh, it's supposed to be set in a post apocalyptic world, but where nobody knows what happened. So it's like you, know, you look, you will remember what happened, and that kind of stuff. It, it just trailed real well. Um, I'm a little bit less excited about it now that I know that it's also an MMO. So it's like, oh, all right, that's 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 a shame. Um, I don't think that'll necessarily be on my radar now. But like, great trailer, a Japanese game that didn't fall into the usual traps of like uh, just having random un- disconnected bits of voiceover whilst stuff happened on screen. It was like a properly made trailer for once. So uh, kudos to them for doing that. Uh, it worked on me for at least for a moment. Uh, now I know I don't know what this game is, but it's notable because of its cast. There's something called Rocket City Crime Boss, and it's got Chuck Norris in it. Right? Is he still going? Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, and a, whole, and a whole bunch of other people that have been in like crime movies and stuff like that. And uh, uh, ooh, bit of dunk. Whoops. Do not touch my do not touch my phone. Do not touch my it makes noises. Do not touch my phone. You probably heard all of that on the on the on the recording. I'll edit it out if I can. Um uh, yeah, anyway, I, I don't know what this game is. Is it I don't know if it's trying to be a GTA. It looks a little bit like a GTA. It's set in the nineties. Hmm. Um Maybe it'd be like the getaway. Well no, it's yeah, it's it's sort of got that it's sort of got Vice City vibes, but like in the 80s and they didn't actually show any gameplay or what it actually is but it's like that's that's the sort of look i'm gonna have to look mm. up what this game is i don't I, I i didn't before this because i'm not that interested but like no. but hey it's got chuck norris um call of duty is getting raids which i guess that makes sense they probably should have done that a while ago um, quite a while ago yeah yeah, because it's popular in Destiny. Why don't you do that? Uh, like, uh, and also, it's a it's something different for Call of Duty. Why not? Yeah, I don't know why they didn't put raids into Halo. They didn't, did they? No, no, no that's never been done. I mean, that's what that's what I thought Infinite would be, but it would turn out to not be at all. <laughs> I mean, you could argue that Halo Five is just one big raid. That's <laughs> <laughs> just like you're just describing any single player. <laughs> Any single player game is one big raid. It's one big solo raid. <laughs> no, but I, I'm saying that because of Halo, <laughs> Halo 5's like weird decision to make everything four-player co-op. Like all of the game is four-player, right? Mm. So yeah. it's it's one big raid. 
there's that. Um, Idris Elba's going to be in Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty, which is the the big DLC drop that that's getting. Uh, oh, okay. Love me some Idris. Is that paid for DLC? Yeah, I, I believe it's paid yeah. DLC, yeah. Yeah. Rather than a, a, a free update. Uh, uh, From Software announced their new game. They are working on Armored Core 6, Fires of Rubicon. I think this had been rumored for quite a while that they were doing something not Soulsy. Um, or or the, a team was working on something not Soulsy. As in, not, an, El- than, not an Elden Ring. Rather or not than the a- rest of them making the DLC for Elden Ring. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, we're getting some some vintage mech combat is, is returning. I don't really know much about Armored Core, but, like, again, good trailer. Also, From Software are kind of in the zeitgeist right now, so it's... Uh, it's definitely interesting to see what they'll come up with, that, like, a modern From Software will do to that series. Um, yeah, and- interesting. Uh, that's all, that's out next year, um, and we got some Final Fantasy 16 footage, um, which is also out next year in June. Um, I mean, it's it's a numbered Final Fa- numbered Final Fantasy game, not numbered. Um, it will be numbered. So <laughs> it will be numbered. Whatever you think about it, it's a big deal. Like it's a numbered Final Fantasy game. Let's let's see what they do this time. It, it I mean, it's it's definitely not a road trip of bros this time. It's like. Full on fantasy, man. I don't know if it's. I mean, it's more fantasy. I don't know if it's full on fantasy. It's we're not going like we're not going back to FF nine or anything. Well, I mean, it's. I mean, it's pretty. I mean, it's medieval ish, isn't it? Like, mm. I don't know. I don't know which yeah, variant of Final Fantasy you'd, you'd consider this, but like, I mean, maybe it's Evilise ish, <laughs> like, but not Evilise. Um. Uh. Yeah, I don't think we've seen any gameplay from it still. Right, they keep showing these fancy setting trailers, and that the you know the summons can fight each other in kaiju style because you know that's a that's that seems to be in right now. Um, but I don't know if we've actually seen how it plays. I think it's safe to assume it's going to play a lot like Fifty. I mean, I kind of hope not. Uh, or like, if it plays more like FF Seven Remake. <laughs> Which, to be fair, to be clear, we, none of us have played yet. But like, it's um, that well, other than the demo, I played the demo. But like, um, that m- felt like it was moving that those ideas in the right direction. And it's like if it's some somewhere in between those two, then that's probably a happy a happy place to be. Oh, well, like, I wonder how much like open world stuff they can actually do. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. They showed chocobos. Well, obviously. Rejoice. Uh, Did they look like medieval chocobos? <laughs> I mean, they, they kind of looked like the modern chocobo look, right? The one they've had for a little while. Now. Yeah, fair. Um, uh, and I was, those are my points from TGAs. Um, I mean, we could talk about the weird interruption at the ga- at the, when the game of the year was guys finished their speech and some random kid came up... Uh, like on stage, Grout. He was he was just hanging out behind everyone. Like he he got on stage and was just hanging out, waiting patiently for them to finish their speech. And then he gets on the mic and he says, "I want to dedicate this award to my rabbi, um, Bill Clinton." <laughs> and it's like, okay, what what has just happened? 
and then and and I don't think no one seemed to realize that he wasn't supposed to be there until he said that, and then like the, and then security came in, <laughs> and uh, and uh, Jeff Jeff just sort of was looking sort of slightly baffled and was just like, okay then, <laughs> and just carried on. <laughs> That's an amazing random random dedication. <laughs> yeah, like my orthodox my rabbi, rabbi Bill Clinton. It's so strange. Is is there a, a rabbi called Bill Clinton? No, or is he, is like, just, or is he just insane? Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, uh, it could be true, right? So, <laughs> I mean, there is more to the story. Like, like people have been doing some yeah. digging. Like, apparently, this kid has been, uh, he's been. At events before he supposedly interrupted yeah. BlizzCon, um, right? Yeah. Usually with a more cohesive message, like uh, to to when the Hong Kong protests were going on, something uh, in support of of that. Um, and he's done mm-hmm. that a few times consistently. This just seems a little. If it is the same guy, this seems um, just totally random. <laughs> like there doesn't seem to yeah, be much yeah. of a point to it other than, well, I can do this. <laughs> Wow. Okay. The Game Awards. Also, uh, I just want to point out Bayonetta 3 is not the best action game of the year. Just saying. Shouldn't have got that award. It... What, what should have won? Oh, I don't know. Probably like God of War. Probably, yeah. Elden Ring won Game of the Year and God, don't get me wrong, yeah. God of War walked away with an awful lot of awards. Like They, they cleaned right. up. But... Um, uh, but in the in the in that bizarre category that's just in the middle of this like best action game and there's Bayonetta three and it takes it it's just like what what are you even doing? <laughs> like, yeah, like it's 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 clearly not. Anyway, right. What well, uh, other news have we got? Uh, not a lot. Other, not a lot else other than the FTC are moving to. Uh, effectively try and challenge the Activision buyout by Microsoft. Right. Uh, well, that is news, yeah. Yeah, so this this is happening. It was rumoured that they were going to do something um, a few weeks back um, with the phrase, like a, a slightly unconfirmed source saying it was quote-unquote likely that they were going to do something. But now it's moving to like full-on challenge phase. Um, uh, so, yeah. The, the, the American FTC doesn't doesn't want this to happen, or at least their current viewpoint is is that it shouldn't happen. So Sony have somehow won the argument with a with their incredibly Ooh. poor well, argument. I don't think they. I don't think that has been an argument. That's the whole point of it going to a court thing, right? Is now you have to make the arguments. I mean, do, do you think they like the cha- that that is the only reason for the challenge? It's like because it is so big, the FTC felt like they had to challenge. Well, yes, and also, like, American politics at the moment is getting leaning more towards trying to have less monopolies, and this just happens to be one that's happening right now at, yeah. this, at this moment. So, like, just, just politically bad timing? Yeah. Mm. I mean, yeah, I still don't... I still don't believe they're going to block this. I still don't... Mm. I still don't believe that the Sony argument is strong enough. Um or that the monopoly argument is strong enough for that matter. Um, uh, I mean, Microsoft have also tried to like grease the wheel a little bit, haven't they, by saying like, by the way, we're going to try and bring COD to Nintendo. 
Yes. Um, they, they basically said, fuck you, Sony, and we're like, we're going to bring COD to Nintendo for 10 years. It's a 10-year deal. And if Sony wants a 10-year deal, then maybe they should come talk to us about it. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. this is so obviously the most, like, obvious counter-argument to this whole situation. It's like, oh, it's not monopoly. Look at what we're doing right now. We're making this deal with Nintendo. <laughs> we're totally fine. I mean... And if Sony would let us, we'd do it with them as well. I mean, fair enough. I mean, yes, it's obvious, but also... We're trying, like, it's like, look, we don't want this to, to, to look like that. That's not what we're doing here. Like, why wouldn't you do that? I guess, you know, if if you were put under this this sort of pressure. I mean, but also, I guess they they must have been working on that with Nintendo before the challenge was well, yeah. officially raised. So yes, for a while, presumably, but like, but still, as part of this whole thing, sure, they wouldn't have started before this thing. No, I guess, I guess it means some smart person somewhere was like, you know, this is going to be a problem. You need to probably like, well, spread I mean, your wings a bit. As soon as Sony started making objections, they probably were yeah. immediately trying to work out. Well, they were probably actually trying to work out deals with Sony at that point, <laughs> and I bet they still will when, yep. that, when those few years are up, but. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't think they... I mean, maybe there's something they see that we don't, you know. That's their job, after all. Uh, but I'm not, sure I, I'm not sure I see the logic why this should be blocked. The games industry is bigger than Activision. Yeah, yeah. Not just Activision, though. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta Activision King. Blizzard King. Gotta get okay. King in there, the mobile division. But then Microsoft... Is it really a monopoly <laughs> no. for Microsoft to own... Okay, King are pretty massive in the mobile space, but they're not... The mobile space is way bigger than just King, right? And Take Two owns Zynga, yeah. And people like that. That's, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's this isn't like the Windows ninety five days or whatever, or when that. Or no, no. Windows XP. Stuff, yeah, yeah. This isn't this isn't on the same scale. That's pretty much all I've got for news, like in terms of meaningful. Uh, news. For news. Okay, well, let's switch over to what we've been playing. Um, Zach, do you want to talk about what you've been playing the past couple of weeks? Yes, although well, there's not much to talk about, I don't think. One specific oh, thing. Oh, really? Um, I played some more Against the Storm because after it came out on Steam, this is, they've had their first like major post-release patch because obviously it's still in early access, as, mm. as I said. Yeah. They had their first major post-release patch which did change some mechanics fairly significantly to do with like the... It's weird because so you have the different camps that collect different resources. Like you have the harvesters camp and the mining camp and that kind of stuff. And one of the complaints people had had was that like as you're opening up the map and you're discovering new glades, you keep finding resources you can't use because you don't have the right camp because you haven't picked that camp blueprint out of the random pool of blueprints. Or maybe it just right. hasn't even given you that option ever. Mm. So it's like, oh, look at all these resources that are just sitting around that I can't use. So in order to try and fix that, they made it so you you start with like a like a bad version of all of the camps. Oh, I see. So it's like it's like, it's slower, but then like originally they were going to have it so it was slower and less efficient. So like you'd get less out of the out of the resource nodes overall using this as camp. Mm. But what they what they eventually changed it to was that it's slower, but it can't harvest large resource nodes. 
but then they've like undone their own solution to the problem because now if you don't take the upgraded version of these campuses, you can't harvest the large bones. <laughs> so you still have all these resources lying around that you can't use. They've shifted the problem rather than yeah. I mean, I think that, yeah, the be- like being able to process the resources, but extro- but very badly. That's a. I mean, I think that's like, a, that sounds like a good, a good, just a good move. Well, I think it, it's, it's sort of a like UI comprehension problem of like because the nodes have a certain number of uses, you'd expect to get this many resources, but then if it's inefficiently using it and it's using up like three uses per harvest or whatever, that's like a readability problem. Mm. I mean, there's ways you can solve that. And I, I think like what they maybe should do if they continue to change this is like combine the two ideas, like make the bad camps be able to harvest the large nodes, but inefficiently. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that would kind of make sense, maybe. But I mean, I played, I played a couple of runs with the new, with this new system of camps, and it's, it's hard to tell because I started a new save file as well because like to go back, so I didn't have any of the unlocks or, or upgrades. And it felt like it was slightly more difficult to maintain like a good stockpile of food because it, it's weird because it's like there's other pro- balance problems of this game, which is that so there's small resource nodes and large resource nodes and the large resource nodes are a lot more likely to spawn in the bigger glades mm. and then small glades have small resource nodes. But the, there's this like the strategy level of like the hostility of the forest at a certain point you kind of realize that it's not actually worth it to open the small no and small glades because the hostility is proportionally way worse like if you open three small glades versus one big glade it's like it's the same amount of hostility but the amount of resources you're going to get is just better in the large glades right so it's kind of not worth opening small glades ever you so you should... don't get the small nodes, so the small camps are useless, so it makes it way harder to actually maintain a good food stockpile using these old tactics. Yeah, interesting. So I'm, I'm trying to, like, would it make sense for, like, the, the big risk-reward like, and make the the potential for hostility to be way worse in the larger glades, but obviously then you get access to better resources. Well, I mean, that's like, what it's meant to do. It's just not... But then does that discourage it's... you from doing the large ones? But then you, if you make that probability-based, does that, like... So it's a bit of a roll the dice if you go for a large one? Well, I mean, like... the risk-reward the risk for the large glades feels about right for the balance of the game. It's just that the small ones give you too much hostility compared to the reward of them. So, like... Everyone just says, oh, if you just bump the hostility points you get from the small glades down, or if you made like it's made made it so that if you open a small glade, you get like a spike of hostility, but then it degrades over the next couple of years or something. Like, so, so the early game is now un- unnecessarily tricky. But, yeah, but but when you're upgraded, like through later for later the ones, upgrades, yeah, then you're you're just going to ignore them. Yeah, you're just going to skip the small glades, go straight for the large ones because you know how to deal with the potential events that are in them and what the risks of that is like. Yeah, that feels like a flaw. Yeah, so I mean, I, that's really not part of this patch. That's just coincidentally the camps sort of have an effect that's related to the small nodes versus the large nodes. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure the glade system will get rebalanced at some point because everyone complains about it a lot. <laughs> So yeah, there was that. Uh, played a lot more Derg, quite a lot more Derg. So I'm, I'm halfway through the play carts on the season tree now. Jeez. 
I've got, I'm only at like level 40 though, so I'm, I'm like technically less than halfway through the level grind and I've got half of the play cards, so I guess I'm on schedule. <laughs> Jeez, okay. They don't ask much, do they? No. You'd think they would have changed it after everyone keeps complaining about it for the last two seasons, but it still hasn't been. Mm. I mean, it, it technically has been adjusted between season one and two, but it didn't make it much better <laughs> in terms of just sheer grind. And, you know, all the stuff that you don't get gets shoved into the normal loot pool, and even getting through that loot pool is quite a grind, <laughs> as evidenced by Rob. Like, you know, it's not like you're, st- you're still getting stuff out of every crate and the helmet and... Oh, yeah, but I'm, like, nowhere near your hour. Account no. Yet, but, but I'm still, like, 100 hours of Dirk now, I think. Like, yeah. Quite a lot. Quite a lot. A larger number than I was expecting <laughs> when, I, when I saw that number. I was just like, really? Well, I mean, you know, like, one mission takes up to an hour. Well, not, yeah. well not really. A, a biggie can, but... But, yeah, I mean, I mean, technically, I am only... I've only got everything that you can get out of the helmet spawns. I still get new stuff out of the crates because mm. I still haven't got all the and none of that season stuff. That's all vanilla stuff that right. I still haven't got got enough crates for, and I still haven't got all the cosmetic overclocks, of course, because that's right. an, yeah. that's an even longer grind. <laughs> I mean, it's good in a way. Yes, there's always a, there's always a carrot, and you know, we made another video. Of, of another we did a deep dive yeah uh i apologize in advance the audio on this episode might be a little might be a little <laughs> ropey yeah well you knew i told you about oh it, yeah well yeah. okay it wasn't the same problem it was a di- new <laughs> new imaginative problem it was a different i know i know why it happened I, I i mean i cocked up but like it means the balance of the audio might be a little a little off but yeah we're unfixably off annoyingly mm. I feel like maybe we need to chance doing a couple of Hazard 5 missions at some point. Well, I need to unlock Hazard 5. Well, maybe. Or do I have to just tag along with you? Yeah, or can you join me and then I can trigger the Hazard 5? I don't know. I've always, I've always had some more interesting assignments. Yes, you've, that's the other problem of the grind of doing <laughs> so many assignments. And the assignments take like five missions to, to complete. Like yeah. Average, and it's, you've got to commit. Yep. You've got to get, get the other... Are you done with the... Season the second one of the season yes. assignments. Yeah, yeah, I'm done. I'm done with done with Plaguefall. Okay, good. And then, and then you know, as soon as Rob starts playing other classes, there'll be a bunch more guns to unlock. Yeah, by more assignments and all that stuff. I'm actually, I'm actually kind of looking forward to that because it's going to freshen it up a little. Bit. Well, yes, okay. and, and admittedly, I've only well, I've played one promotion of Scout now, but it's um, uh, I mean, I like playing NGs. Don't get me wrong. It's like it's it's a nice. Nice simple way to be, <laughs> but and and you know the as as, we, as we've talked about before, the combination of scout plus ng is a a pretty viable two player strategy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, mixing it up with weird other combinations might might make this might might freshen it a little. Yes, and the more overclocks you get, the more likely you'll be able to make the more interesting gun combos as well. Mm. That was Doug. Um And then I guess the only other thing we that I really wanted to talk about for this two weeks was like Dwarf Fortress came out. 
Mm, and obviously cool. I had to get that. I, I very briefly considered, like, maybe I should wait for wait until Christmas to see if it goes on a 10% discount. And I was like, I can't do that. I've like I said for <laughs> I said for years while I was playing the normal Dwarf Fortress that it was like I went, as soon as I can. Not, so there's a way to pay for this. Well, I mean, I could have always like donated because they right, right. they always had a PayPal or whatever. Yeah. But I was like, as soon as the as soon as we knew the Steam version was coming out, I was like, well, obviously when this comes out, I'm going to buy I'll, buy it. I'll commit to that. Yeah. <laughs> Admittedly, that's actually worse than donating the same amount of money through PayPal. But you know. <laughs> Well, yeah, because I guess Steam takes a cut. <laughs> yeah, and, and the other developers that they had to pay for that half of the work. Sure, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I did end up buying it. <laughs> not so not, not the day it came out, like one or two days later. <laughs> <clears throat> does that, that, mean, that, does you that are... mean it qualifies for um, the Game of the, the Year, game of the year yep. 2022? <laughs> yeah. I suppose okay. it does, now yeah. It's Dwarf Fortress. <laughs> I suppose it does. <laughs> Except it's a December release, so that you know we're, you're in that danger zone oh, yeah. where people don't count it, mm. <laughs> and then they forget about it for next year. I mean, all that matters is your game of the year. Well, yes, that's true. So, how do you feel about that UI? Well, <clears throat> it's interesting because, like, well, the first thing is like it, it's a mouse-driven UI, and. It does still technically have keyboard shortcuts, but I've been intentionally basically trying never to use them because they're different and it's going to oh. completely fuck my mel- muscle memory. Of, like, I'm going to push the wrong buttons continuously right. if I try and... If you try to play the the actual door for Yeah, if I try and play the old hotkeys, I'm just completely internalized at this point. Do you know what the, the path for Dwarf Fortress is at this point then? Is like, is like the Steam version going to get all the features that are going into... I don't actually know. I haven't really looked at the dev blog for like a couple of years at this point to see, a, what, see how it was going. Like, Or is the Steam version the lead version? Like how Ooh. Minecraft eventually transitions and Java, right? Well, the trouble with the... Did the, it? Well, did, ki- did kind of, yeah. Oh, Unless okay. you like mods. Yeah, all the mods are still in Java land, but like... Right, okay. Uh, the, I mean, they're the trying, main, the they're trying to keep Minecraft Melbourne. mostly in line, like keeping up with the updates for like the new creatures and whatnot. Oh, are they? Okay. I thought they kind of stopped. I mean, I say they're trying, but it's, it, I think Java has, has always stayed behind. Yeah. Although, admittedly, I, I, I haven't played Minecraft in quite a long time. And also, obviously, because I play mods, I'm, I'm 90% of the time playing an even older version of Minecraft anyway that the mods are still compatible with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of course, yeah. But yeah, so the Dwarf Fortress situation, I don't know how they're exactly going to do that going forwards. But the so from playing the Steam version and obviously from knowing the other version, I can already f- see like lots of stuff that's missing from the Steam version. Mm. But like, it's really, I was, I'm starting to like think it's a problem. Because so you have this mouse-driven UI and it's all nice and like it helps a lot for certain things. It also kind of is still like a horrible mess in some ways. Like when you go into the when you like click on a dwarf and it brings up the like the thoughts and preferences and all that information Mm. that you get in Dwarf Fortress. 
Uh, but it's like it's tabbed now but then that's like it's got like fucking 10 different tabs and each of the tabs has an entire screen of text and like different things that you don't necessarily need to know but then it's hidden inside another tab layer it's like this is a bit this is still a bit of a you're still trying to cram Dwarf Fortress into a UI and that's never going to be easy no but at least you can click for it now but the trouble with the UI is that like in some ways it actually makes things more difficult and also in some ways it like messes with how Dwarf Fortress actually works which is kind of awkward it's I mean it's worse if you already know Dwarf Fortress obviously like maybe new players will be able to actually understand what the fuck's going on and that will help I mean yes it will (laughs) but but so there's sort of two examples that I noticed quite quickly so the first one is like how you assign jobs is different. So in 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 normal Dwarf Fortress, you go to the dwarf, you look at their job list, compare it to their skills, and then you just turn on and off whatever jobs you want them to do. And then obviously, if they if they have skills, they'll be better at those jobs. So that's usually how you do it. You, yeah, like, you look sure. at what look at what skills they already have, toggle those jobs on. And then you do that for each individual dwarf, which is a giant pain in the ass if you've got like a migrant wave of 19 dwarfs arriving and you have to go through every single one of them and be like, okay, what are you good at? Turn those on. You can set it to, I usually set it to default to turn everything off and then I enable them manually because I micromanage. But you can set it to like just enable whatever they're good at, except it, I I believe this is still how it works in original dwarf fortresses, is it enables them in groups. So it's like if you've got someone who's a good fisherman, it also enables all the other fish-related stuff. Oh, I see. Right. Which they might not actually be good at. Right. The fish gr- fish group is on. Yes, the fish group. He's, so, got, he's got some skills in fish. <laughs> Enable all fish. Yes, pretty much. So that's how it works in the original. And obviously that's a giant pain in the ass, which is why they then then there's the mod, Dwarf Therapist, that gives you that external window that I talked about before. It's just like, it's a grid. You can see all your dwarfs, you can see all the jobs, and you can just click on it, toggle them on and off, and then just apply, and it just does it into the game. Oh, okay, nice. So you can just do that in one, one big UI. And so obviously everyone was hoping you'd just put Dwarf Therapist into the game, because it's a mouse-driven UI outside the game. Right, yeah. <laughs> that you can now put into the game. But that's not what they did. What they did is this, is this weird system where what you do is you set up the jobs first, and there's some default ones already prepared for like mining and woodcutting and whatnot. You set up the jobs independently of the dwarf. So you'd be like, I want you to do woodcutting and carpentry, or just turn on the wood category, which covers like woodcutting, carpentry, and bow making, I guess. So what do you mean independently of the dwarf? So when you go into the job view, you'll be like, I'm interested in woodcutting. Show me. No, you we're, can, we're working it's on just like it's a separate window where it's just you you set up the jobs first and then you assign the dwarfs to that job. So you like yeah. you prepare you say this this job category is well the fish category. You like turn on the fish category and this is all jobs related to fish, then it shows you Next to that, it shows you the list of all your dwarfs and highlights any ones that already have fish skills. Oh, right. So and then not, you just toggle them on. It's not really setting up the job. You're picking a category to look at, essentially. Kind yeah, of. And then it limits the matrix you're looking at based yeah. on well, the category you've chosen. Yes, kind of. You, you pick your filter first, effectively. Yes. It's, so it is like the other way around from the way you do it originally. Sure. Like you're not going to the individual dwarf and toggling their jobs. You're Starting setting up jobs job. and then shoving yeah. a dwarf into that. Gotcha. So that's slightly better in some ways, except that it 
completely ruins the whole micromanagement if you want to micromanage because then if you if you have a guy who's say only good at masonry so you only want to toggle on the masonry but then you have to go into the job screen make a specific job that's only masonry and then put him into it and then if you then then later on say you want him to dual task into engraving as well as masonry now you have to go and edit that job and then if anyone oh, else is I in that see. job you're messing right. with their it's, setup as well i see it's like a it's like a roles yeah. yes it's a roles kind of system but, so and people can't enroll to mo- multiple roles they belong to a job no you can enroll multiple roles so then then what you theoretically do if you did want the full micromanage is you just make a role for every single job yeah. and then you do it in that list that way but it's just like that's so much more work wow. for this graphical user interface yeah, where you're unless, doing it by clicks. Unless they had provided a button to just be like, generate one for every role, please. Yes, that would have been nice. Or just the default list should have them all. But so this is what I would say is an example of how the UI is like hiding Dwarf Fortress. It's like the complexity of Dwarf Fortress still exists. Mm-hmm. But then this UI, because it's trying to simplify it, is showing less because it's showing these like truncated job lists that where you can still get to the full job list and you can still make each individual job its own role and do all of that. It's just like one step further yeah, in. Yeah, got you. But then like all that information still exists in the game because it's still Dwarf Fortress underneath, which then leads to this situation where it's like, it's less efficient to play it with the new AI. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. Because if you played it fully with the, without knowing this like extra layer, you'd be like, Oh, I want to make this guy a farmer. So I'll just toggle him into the farmer job. But then he does does all the farm stuff rather than specializing in one of them. Some of which he's bad at. Yeah. And then so the end result is less good. Yeah. I mean, I mean, maybe they, I assume they play tested it and were like, you know what? That is a simplification. Yes, it's not perfect, but it still plays. I mean, yes, it, it, it makes that, it accessible is, and the trade off is okay. Yes, that is the argument that has been coming up where it's just like, on a certain level, you don't need to micromanage it super hard to just have the fortress function. And also, there's some amount of like automation to it where like, Normally, the person, the dwarf with the higher skills, will take a job if they're available. I see. So, if yeah. you've got like four different crafts dwarfs, but one of them is better than the other ones, he'll usually be the one that does the job before the other ones, unless he's like asleep or whatever. <laughs> right. In which case, that's fair. Which is okay. So, like, yes, you can get away with not having to worry about micromanaging it super hard. But it's just this weird system where it's like, if you want to, it's actually less convenient to do it in the new version than at least, well, it might be less efficient than it was in Villa. It's definitely less efficient than Dwarf Therapist. Is it, um, what's the mod capability of the Steam version? Uh, I don't really know. I've seen graphical mods already, but I don't know if there's. Oh, I see. Like what? Like <laughs> tile sets? Well, not tile sets, but like graphic replacements at least. Interesting. One of the problems with this with the this job assignment screen is when you're making the new roles, the the custom ones, they don't you can't pick an icon; they just get a Roman numeral, which makes it even harder to understand that list. Huh? Yeah, that seems like that would suck. Yeah, so there's already a mod that replaces the Roman numerals with other icons, but then that doesn't actually help because you can't still can't select them because <laughs> then you have to make you have to create the job and see what icon it's been given and then adjust your (laughs) layouts to that you need someone to come up with the therapist for 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 this version yeah and then there's other elements where it's just like 
other parts of Dwarf Fortress where the complexity is the complexity of Dwarf Fortress still exists, but you just can't access it any longer. Like when you're building a trade depot in the old version, there used to be you could hit a button to turn on an overlay that would show you where wagons could path, so you could see if the wagon could make it to the depot. And therefore, you could like you know you could obstruct every other route if you wanted the wagons to drive along a road or whatever. Yeah. And that overlay just doesn't exist as far as anyone can tell any longer. Mm. Like you still need to make a path for the wagons to get to the depot. There's just no way of telling it. <laughs> There's no way of telling whether it's actually going to take it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I mean, then, but then surely it will only take a route that where it can succeed. Well, I mean, what happens is like if the wagon can't path to the depot, you only get like traders on horseback, basically. Or mules or whatever. Oh, so so you get less traders essentially, right, and you so, get a warning that says, "Hey, the wagon couldn't make it to your depot." But then, without this overlay, you have to just like figure it out yourself. Right. So the idea was is that you could plan it ahead, but like, yeah, it will only warn you once it's gone wrong. Yes, and yeah. and without the overlay, you'll be like, "Okay, what the fuck is obstructing the route?" Yeah, you'll have to go out there manually and look at every tree sapling and rock that might be in the way along the route and try and figure out a route yourself just because it's one of those things where it's like that rock is descriptively massive but you can't really see it in the visualization well it's all one tile i mean i guess it's not that not that massive and then it was massive enough to stop the stop the cut well they counted as boulders i guess these rocks that we're talking about chunky but yeah, there's a lot of, it feels like there's quite a few things like that where it's just like, it's still running Dwarf Fortress under this UI, but that leads oh. to situations where you'd like to be able to get to that complicated stuff, but you just can't currently. Yeah. Was, did this go through an early access phase? Mm, I think it went through private betas, but not like an oh, early okay. access. Right. Well, that's, that, okay. That sounds like there's probably a lot of room now. Now the community's got, at large, has got access to it. They'll crash out a lot of this i mean do you think they will aim to get to parity in terms of the features or will yeah. this always be a more accessible simpler version well i mean the, the the trouble is i mean i believe the way that the, the the development works is that this the separate development company that made this version is more or less separate yeah. and i mean obviously the original guys help with it mm. but but like I feel like there's just, even at this point with what is missing in the Steam version, it feels like there's going to be some amount of catch up. And then, like, I don't think the original developers are going to, like, wait. <laughs> I feel like they're going to continue working yeah. on the stuff that they've been working on for vanilla. Because there's a lot of stuff that still hasn't come out into vanilla, I don't think, that has been worked on recently. I mean, that's always the case with Dwarf Fortress, but sure. I think there's a fairly major chunk of stuff that's meant to be coming quite soon. And I feel like that's going to get immediately left behind in in the Steam version. I mean, maybe, but like, isn't Door for Door Fortress like famously slow at rolling anything out? Like, yes, I mean it, it takes a long time between patches. But the, so, so you you could theoretically keep pace. Well, if, you could, but then that's the question: is like, can is the effort required to make Door Fortress work in this UI actually as much effort as making new content for Door Fortress? Or, or <laughs> Or do you think that they should have done the opposite and like actually split this into into a less complex variant? Like, well, sh- should should the underlying Dwarf Fortress actually be simplified? I mean, that was why when I started to realize that there was there's, there's this sort of UI layer problem of like it doesn't actually let you access all this extra stuff. 
I was like, yeah, maybe they should have stripped it out, but then that would be a whole lot of extra work as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, to like yeah. undo all the systems that are linked together. And, and I'm that sure stuff. that, and I'm sure that's a really complex job in and of itself. Yeah. But, um, but so maybe that's a job for the original devs to consider, right? To be like, well, we want to do accessible dwarf fortress. I don't know if they do though. I mean, I, I, mean, <laughs> I think uh, they only want to move forwards on making more and more complex shit. I mean, I'm sure of it. I believe that wholeheartedly. But like, from a thinking with a slightly more business oriented hat on it, or like player acquisition hat, maybe they should consider it. Like, mm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what's I don't know what's going to happen. I'm going I'm going to have to actually go and look at the dev, the current normal de- Dwarf Fortress dev blog and see where they're at with that, and then like see what happens over the next few months of the seam, mm. see if it gets patches. Oh, I bet it will. Well, I mean, I'm sure it will get patches, but whether they'll whether they'll adjust what's currently there or only be adding to catch up, basically. Right, yeah. Or if they just lock in, right, this is the version we're working with for a while. Yeah. And we're gonna we're gonna focus our efforts on this is the this is the gold version of Dwarf Fortress and vanilla is effectively on a as far as we're concerned, a beta path. Yeah. Well we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But I, I'm I'm not very convinced that I'm going to play very much in the Steam version, but I might go back to the vanilla version because okay. it appetizes okay, cool. me. Huh. Yeah. But yeah. Do you think we need to retry our? Uh, I, think I, I think it's safe to say. Vanilla. I think it's safe to say that attempting to make a video of the Steam version is not going to work any better. It, it no. runs basically the same. Like no. you, the FPS is still completely massively variable continuously, and that's what fucks with the video recording. Oh, I mean, right? I mean, I'm, I'm I mean, sure it, there's ways around it because there's plenty of videos of the, of the Steam version online. But. Well, and didn't and didn't we? And Our also, last failed attempt to video it was off your piece. Well, yes, that is we, the other problem. We should do that off mine, and yeah, where we've got the the proper rig set up. But I, I still don't know if it will work a hundred percent. No, I mean it's 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 hardcore, isn't it? That's, yes. That's... So much to sim. Yes, and it does still sim it. <laughs> sim hard. Simming away underneath. Maxis have reformed to make sim hard. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that means. I don't know. <laughs> Simulating hardness. And then sim hard too, sim harder. <laughs> and that was more or less all I played. Just some other random extra bits and pieces thrown in, like Rocket League and, and Dyson Sphere program for some reason. Have you started on the next season of Rocket League at all? No, I haven't gone in since the patch. Okay, yeah, no, neither have I. Did manage to squeeze out the, the, the full, required levels. Yeah, the one ten. So I got all the got all the credits. Did manage to squeeze that out. Bit of a slog, but got there. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm considering like not, not just not. With Rocket <laughs> it League. might be time to stop. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's time. I got this season has been a proper lemon run for both. From both the people I've been playing with and myself, I've had like days where Ooh. I have been appalling, and that has done nothing good for my self-esteem. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I went for a patch this season where I just wasn't feeling good, and uh, and Rocket League did Ooh. not help that. <laughs> um, uh, and then equally, like the the flip side, like I just seen when I was on form, it would then pair me with people who were not on form, and uh, 
which I don't, which I don't know if. It, I mean, that feels less bad, but you're still losing. Yeah, I lost way more than I won this season, and it was frustrating. Um, did, did you know? No, I really did. <laughs> I really, I really did. There were definitely days where it's just you know there were plenty of days like like little ones where it's like win this many games, and I'm like, this is like I've I've been playing for a couple of hours. How many have I won? Two. Are you, are you, it, okay, <laughs> that's gone badly. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I've got. I mean, I mean, I've got enough points for another battle pass. That's sort of the problem. Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, you, you can still enable this one. <laughs> yeah, but then I'd have to buy into the next one if I don't make it all the way up to one turn again. <laughs> or you I just don't. <laughs> or just don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, there were several times this season where I wasn't convinced that I was going to make it, but then I'd forgotten how much I played. That, that's yeah, not the I same mean, problem. It's like I'd forgotten how much I played rather than not actually being able to make it. I'd just forgotten I already had made it. Sure, it's not, <laughs> but it seemed like I was playing less. The thing is, it's, it's, it's a nice... There are plenty of moments in my schedule at the moment, which, I, in fairness, I'm aware is going to completely change next year. Yeah. Um, where I have like little little short-time pockets... And like Rocket League has always fallen into that. Yeah, I mean that is um, pretty much the perfect game for that currently. Yeah, and at, and at this point in time, I don't know if those pockets are going to stay or not. Uh, and thus, thus I can't. I don't know if I can commit in the same way to to Rocket League like I used to. Also, it's really mood dependent, as I said. Like it doesn't 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 do me much good these days. <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah, so I've, played a bit, I've played, been playing quite a bunch of that. Yeah. Uh, oh boy, where to start? Okay, let's let's talk Splatoon three, right? So, Spl- okay. Splatoon three has had uh, the first season of Splatoon has ended. So this is a new concept. So uh, they, Splatoon three didn't really have this idea before, but they they had their first major update. Uh, and have announced that the chill season has begun, uh, which gives you a new uh, catalogue, which I guess is their equivalent of a battle party type progression, uh, where you can just earn earn gubbins from the catalogue in the sequence. Um, uh, but they added some stuff. They added a whole bunch of bunch of weapons. They added two new battle stages. Uh, what they didn't tell you very strongly like in a in a very like small bit of fine print in the in the patch notes if you go and have a look there is a new salmon run level except it's not a new salmon run level it's one of the salmon run levels from splatoon 2 that should already be there but hey they added a salmon run level (laughs) oh okay salmon run gets a little bit of love i'll take it uh, admittedly, like it's yeah, take what you can get with salmon run, right? Don't get don't get many updates. Exactly. Admittedly, it's the marooned boat level, well, Marooners Bay, I think it's called, like from um, uh, and that's I don't know that that feels quite hard compared to the other ones that were in the game. So it's a bit of a difficulty bump. My phone's doing things again. Listen to all those noises. Uh, oh God, what have I done? Stop making noises. There we go. My AirPods are running out of batteries, but they seem to have been clever enough to run out of one of them first. So that the other one continues to work. Pretty cool. And then I put that one, 
that's run out into the case which has battery in it so presumably that will start charging off oh the that's case, fun and then maybe i could say <laughs> i mean i've never had this situation before but it's kind of cool yeah Anyway, good, uh, good good design as usual. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe I rattle this off so we can make sure we we get through it. Anyway, they got a little bit of, but but the um the the big thing, literally, is that Salmon Run Big Run is happening this weekend. So this is the first big run they've done, um, and all that really means is that you're going to play Salmon Run on one of the battle stage levels, right? Um, mm. Uh, so they picked they picked Wahoo World, which, as it turns out, is pretty good for this. And I'm liking the fact that it's a level. It's, I'm liking the fact it's a new Salmon Run level, right? Yeah, essentially, it's it's a limited time Salmon Run level. And all this is making me think is like they should do this way more often. <laughs> they should they should do. It, there isn't any other mechanical changes to it. I think they they might not be able to do some of the level events. Because right. the level just wasn't designed for it, there's nowhere for it to happen, kind of thing. But you still get the king turn up uh, in the same way that it did before. Um, they're being a little bit more generous with the bonus balls, like the sequence goes on for longer before it tails off. Although I've already hit that point um, where it tails off, uh, and uh, they use they they move stuff around. So like like before, like the the egg basket would only move when it goes to low tide. Now there's multiple egg basket locations mm. uh, and certain tideness can affect which ones get used. And, but uh, there's, there's, it feels like there's more, the, they've done, they've done some work is what I'm saying to make it work on the, on this map. And it's, um, yeah, it's mixed it up enough to keep, to keep it, keep it fresh, which is what salmon run desperately needs. Um, please do more, please do more. I mean, that's just generally cool. my, my opinion of Salmon Run. Just do more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm enjoying it. Uh, <laughs> by the time you hear this podcast, though, it's probably going to be over. So, oh, yep. <laughs> uh, but it, it was a good time. Uh, what else have I been doing? I've played just over an hour of super hot VR, <laughs> uh, which is super cool. Super hot. As you might expect. Um, I played, nice. I played this years ago at EGX when PSVR was new, um, and Superhot VR was one of the early titles for that. Uh, and I played the PSVR version, uh, so obviously I'm playing the Steam version now uh, through Oculus Quest, um, and it works just as well. It's it's uh, it, it it's cool. It's a cool thing. It's like it's a, I, I'm finding it a little bit hard to do this. How do you... Sorry, carry on. How do you move in? How do you move in? In VR, so the challenges are in the space yeah. are mostly static. So like you're um, right, you're put in a position, and um, whilst it benefits to be able to take a few steps around your position, like it's been designed around that. So th- so the people are coming at you when you spawn in, and then when you like the scenarios are split up into multiple steps. So if you you do one bit, um, and then uh, a thing will appear that you grab, and then it moves you to the next stage. And if you, in, in a lot of them, if you look around, you can see that you've just like mysteriously jumped. And I assume you're like jumping into a different person or something. But I guess it simulates you right. moving to a new location. Because if you threw something into the air, just as you grabbed the next thing, the, the move to the next area, that thing you threw is still there in the air. And right, I, haven't, I, see. I haven't quite been able to game it where I've thrown something to myself. Seems um, like the plan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's unnecessary because you usually move into some area where there's a whole bunch of stuff around you anyway. And you can't do that through every transition. There are some transitions where that's just not possible. Um, at least as far as I know. 
Um, uh, yeah, so it, it's there is something definitely very cool about having to bob your head around a around a stream of shotgun bullets coming at you, and it's just like, oh, I need to move out of the way of that, but I've got to move very carefully and use the shortest path possible, otherwise I'm not going to have enough time to do this because um, obviously time moves when you do. That's super hot's thing. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. The only thing I'm struggling with is like when when you have to throw something. Like I guess throwing in VR just never feels quite as accurate as you want. I'm, I'm not sure I've had that had an experience yet where that has felt particularly great. Like throwing, yeah. But there's like ninja stars at one point, and it's like I really this would be so much easier if I could throw the ninja star at that guy. <laughs> and it's like, and then you throw it and it goes at your foot, and it's like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so actually some of the time I'm just using I'm just holding a ninja star and using it to cut bullets up as they come to cover me which is kind of fun you just sort of like they're just slowly coming towards you like slice and dice and these bullets are no more because of course shrapnel isn't a thing I guess <laughs> but um, I, I say I've only played about an hour but I actually don't think there's very much of this left I think this is the way the, the, way the story is shaping up uh, I think this is super short so uh mm. Buyer beware, I guess. Hot. Yeah, buyer beware, I guess, if you're going into it. Um, uh, paying, like, full price, I guess. Like, because mm, it's probably only going to last you an hour and a half, I reckon. Um, and I've had to retry stages a few times. Because that's that's the one anno- slightly annoying design thing, is that in a, in a scenario, if you fail a step, you go back to the first step of that scenario. Yeah. Um, so you're you're replaying sections again sometimes because you fluffed one of the later ones up and i guess that's to simulate it being like a full level and super hot in some degree with you moving about in it but uh there are times where you could be doing the same bit several times um and some of those do play out a little differently like the guy that's shooting at you might change or the one of the guys that might be charging at you might be different from another one but not always a lot of the time they're just like this is a sequence deal with it um yeah so to that end, I don't think it's going to have a huge amount of replayability either. Once you're done, yeah, with it. yeah, um, fair. yeah. But it is cool, but still um, a cool experience. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, what else is going on? Uh, Gnome and I have started playing Pentiment. Oh yeah, Pentiment, which came out um, Obsidian's medieval-styled. Uh, text adventure i guess i guess it's an it's like a point it's a point and click basically but but no made made for console nice. uh, i think it's got a really cool style uh cool. Yeah, you know it nails that sort of medieval art look um uh they do some cool things with how they contextualize characters and things like that so like like you're supposed to be in your character andreas is supposed to be a bit of an artist but he's currently working mm. in a scriptorium at the abbey so um, <laughs> Uh, he's uh, so he's, he's you know he's quite good at writing stuff down and things like that. So everything is presented as if he was writing it down. So every text oh, bubble is every text bubble is written out in front of you, and he makes mistakes and then they correct them cool. in the text bubble. It's really cool. It's a really nice little touch. And he also um, when you're speaking to people that are supposed to be from different backgrounds or have different accents, they get written in a different font. Like you meet some guy who I think works at a printing press, so obviously all his text is pressed onto the uh, right. into the bubble. It's 
the de- it's nice. It's nice. Like they've done, they've done a good job setting the scene here. And if you want to, any bit of text that comes up, they put a little bit. If they put a red line under it, you can go to the glossary at any point, which oh, cool. which pans out the screen as if it was a page in the book, and then has little mm. little like medieval fingers pointing at the the point the parts of the text, and and then with a little explanation on it. It's like presentation here is top notch. It's really very well done. Um, uh, and the writing sounds great. The writing so far has been on point and pretty cool. It presents you with a lot of obsidian style choices, I guess, about who you want to right, be. Yeah, they're a bit of a trademark, aren't they? That studio, yeah. From from well, what did they do? Planescape Torment, right? Was them originally? Wasn't sure. Uh, Stick of Truth and, is them. More recently, yeah. uh, the Outer Worlds. Kotal, it was Kotal Two, right? Was right. The, yes, well. that was them as well. Yeah. But yeah, Outer Worlds is their more recent thing. Um, yeah. That that follows this kind of yeah Alpha Protocol. I think was them back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Um, decision heavy stuff. Uh, so yeah, so you get to pick where you grew up and like what you're interested in and things like that. I think we are slightly bizarrely a logical theologian. Uh, <laughs> so we've got a logical oh, brain, okay. but we've st- we're, we're we're big on our Latin. Uh, <laughs> which is fun scholar okay uh and so every every there are like skill checks in the game as well but they're not done like by your a stat or anything like that. there's no such thing as stats like the, the the checks are all based off the decisions you made and what you said to people so if you um and it would explain it all to you like so if you, if you said something to some person it would be like oh you agreed with them and then when the check comes up it will give you the listing of like oh you agreed with them at this point that's plus 3 marks and uh, or you 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 reluctantly agreed to do this or oh, that's negative 1 mark and then it will tally that up into whether or not you pass or failed that check and that will change how that scene mm. comes out we have failed pretty much all of these so far. There's only been a, there's only been a couple that we've succeeded at, and annoyingly, one of those was then had a follow up check, which we then failed. So, so it's like, ah, oh, damn it! I don't think anyone likes us. Uh, so, so yeah, I don't I don't think we're playing this very well. But if if uh, like Gnome's quite sleepy at the moment, and if she manages to stay awake and read the text, then then this is a, this is a good one for us both to go through. That seems um, like yeah. the, the yeah. possibly the worst game to be playing while you're sleepy. I mean, a game where you read a lot of things. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tricky with Gnome being as pregnant as she is at the moment. That it's like it's just sleepiness is just part of the. Oh yes, it's just part of the part of the game. So, but not that game. No, not the game you're playing. No, so it's um it's a little tricky for us to stay on it. So this might be a very very slow playthrough, but um as long as I can keep her on board. Uh, but yeah, I'm digging it. I think it's cool. Sounds like you're enjoying like, it, though. Yeah, yeah. It. My one, my one fault with it is that I, I was, I was expecting something a little more Monty Python out of it, right? Like the way right. it presented itself and the way it was trailed. The medieval hands. I was like, that one sounds yeah. very Terry Gilliam. Exactly. Yeah, I, I was expecting a little more of that. And in fairness, in the opening sequence, which I'm. I really don't know what that was about. Like there is a bit of that. There's a bit of that silliness. There's 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 some hijinks. Um but mm. I don't think the game is truly that. Um it definitely shies away from that and turns into a more sort of traditional point and clicky thing. It's not as absurdist, I guess, as I really wanted it, or surreal as I think I wanted it to be. Um uh, uh and uh, yeah, hold on to your butts. There's going to be a lot of church and abbey talk and <laughs> stuff like that because that's where it's set. So, um, 
Of course, yeah. Uh, if that's if that's not your bag, then 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 maybe this isn't for you. Um, but but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, <laughs> did you ever see the trailer for? Oh, sorry, the, no, 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 go for it. Sorry, tangent. But did you did you ever see the stupid trailer for I Am Jesus Christ? No, it, I didn't. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah, I think that game's actually coming out, but it was it was kind of what I I didn't know what to expect of that, and then I saw that and it was like, oh, this makes sense. <laughs> yeah, just go watch that; it was funny. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Mysteries. Of yeah, Abby talk. Abby talk. Yeah, monks writing books by hand. Oh, monks speak manuscripts. I might give this Nuns. a look then. Sentiment. Sounds interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like it. I like it. None too shabby. Yeah, it's it's definitely got that sort of old school game vibe about it, you know. Mm. But um, but simplified, you know. It's not like a Lucas Arts. It's not that that obtuse. Yeah, there's definitely been, that. I suppose there's the new Monkey Island. Yeah. yeah, there's definitely been a couple of moments where I've thought, where I could could do with. There's something I really want to do here. I can go to the place where I could do that, but the devs have even decided not to make that part of the story. Uh, and it's like, well, I want to. Mm. I could quite easily rectify this situation I find myself in if I could just talk to this person. Um, but, but yeah, it doesn't happen. Uh, so it's mm. uh, it's not it's not. Qu- <coughs> Excuse me. That's only happened like once or twice, so not a big deal. But um, it's always going to be the pitfall, I think, of games made in this way. Um, uh, and very quickly, I spent a tiny bit more time with Two Point Campus. Um, mm. Not really feeling the draw, <laughs> to be fair, but I'm not entirely sure that's the game's fault. Its flow is quite different from Two Point Hospital. There's something like just like mm-hmm. mindless in a way about Two Point Hospital, right? It's like you need a thing, build a thing. You need staff to do a thing, get staff to do a thing. Yeah, like it's not, it's not very in depth, really. There is there is some tailoring and stuff you can do. It's like, oh, that guy's unhappy, pay him more. You know, it's like there's there's a there's always an easy solution to a to a problem in that game. And it's like I'm not sure, I'm not sure I really understand what the challenge is yet. Like I'm not, I don't think I'm far enough in to really be feeling. Like, what do I need to do to solve this problem? Oh, I need to perhaps wait till I have money. Well, that's fine. Well, I'm making money. All right, cool. Uh, run and sit there and wait for it for a bit. Oh, now I have money to solve this guy's problem. Okay, cool. Done. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure I fully understand it yet. There's plenty of things I could put down and rooms I can build. And it's like, right, but like and, the- and the structure is definitely different. Like, you know, at the end of every year, you can change what courses you're running or you can upgrade your existing yeah, right, courses. Cool. And so you can take, you can take students in on specific types of things. And if once you've leveled up courses to a certain point that, un- that unlocks the ability to uh, host events and ev- events you have to time on the, you have to put on the times, uh, the, sorry, the year's schedule somewhere and they cost you money to put on but then they have boons like student happiness and things like that or, or concentration or uh, you know things things like that there's all these other like these these stats flying around but none of them have really been a problem so far it's just like yeah oh, well I guess I can I guess I can do that let's do that oh I oh I won my students won the county cook off okay great <laughs> right nice um, 
yeah, I don't know. I don't. I'm not sure. I'm feeling. I guess Zach would look for the puzzle, right? And I don't. Yeah, know, I don't the, know that there is mechanic. a puzzle. <laughs> well, it's, it sounds like there's like it, it's there's too much of just like one route to everything. It's just like Maybe. you see a thing yeah. and you do a thing. I mean, that was kind of how Two Hospital worked as well at a certain uh, point, where you just like, absolutely, I yeah. need to be able to do this thing, so I'll just build the room to do this thing. Yeah, and I think that was more the problem with Two Point Hospital. That's definitely like, and you're not just building like billions of GP officers this time round, right? Like, um. Yeah, you're building what you need, and but yeah, it's it's a it's a strange one. It's a strange one, but yeah, I'm not I'm not feeling the draw at the moment, and it's okay. I'm in a phase where I like to play more games on console than I do on PC, so I'm sort of that way. Mm-hmm. I guess like, and I did some more stabbing. That's the other, that's the other thing. Yes, which, which, oh, the, the new the new old stabbing, the new old stabbing. Hyper Warriors Definitive Edition. We're still stabbing around it. It's like. I think the more I play it, the more I appreciate how much of an improvement they made <laughs> yeah. in Age of Calamity. Uh, performance aside, there's like so something is lost in both the um, uh, like the you know the impact of your strikes don't feel as good, no. and the like it's. I don't. I still don't. Not sure. I agree that mushiness is the right word, but like the spectacle of it isn't as grand or as mad as as Age of Calamity was, especially like in those first those first few weeks we were playing Age of Calamity, and, and like the excitement of getting something new was just like, what the hell does this do? Oh, that's weird. Oh, that's so cool. Ah, da, da, da. Blah 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 blah. I'm not sure I'm feeling that with this. Like no, I mean even when we've got new weapons, it's just like well, it's just another weapon. Even though they, even though it's completely different in some cases, yeah, they almost just don't feel as intricate. Well, it's enough, because right? everything starts with like a free hit combo, basically. Mm. Like they don't have nearly as much combo tree, even compared to the defaults of Age of Clarity. Right, yeah, and there's just not enough. As I say, there's just not enough intricacy to how characters play at this point. Right, they're not. They're not. No. They're not different enough they don't really have the sort of special well i mean they do but it's not nearly as pronounced as in the yeah. clarity where each of them has a special thing although shout out to my girl linkle she might be the most fun of like <laughs> out of the characters i've played so far you know who does who does <laughs> just basically using crossbows like uzis it's, yep <laughs> it's bonk that's pretty cool <laughs> Uh, and it's definitely much harder to, I mean it was already pretty hard to tell when you got hit sometimes like yes. in, 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 in Age of Calamity but like it's even harder to tell now yes well especially for like the subtle hits yeah. <laughs> like the ones that don't knock you over you yeah. barely notice at all yeah it's just like what just happened like um, I mean I'm starting to there are some characters you can hear the audio cues. yes Linkle um, for example yeah, Linkle, <laughs> Linkle really does scream when she gets hit so it's like oh okay I've, I've definitely been hurt that's fine Oh, oh, oh no, I've got stuck in the multi-hit combo, so I'm going to hear the sound effect like five times in a row. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the, the, the like telling whether you're getting hit, the impacts of your hits, and just like it's 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 even harder to keep track of like what's going on. Because mm. I mean you've got I mean, like the iconography on the map isn't as good. Yeah. As as. And like the you know it's sort of more important in this game to keep track of like what the people are saying yeah. to know where you have to go and what you have to do. Where they are and like, yeah, it's like... Who needs rescuing and like... <laughs> where, where the hell is the, the baby chicken and where, where are they going? Yeah. That I need to... 
protect. You have to pay slightly more attention to the map and the conversations that are happening at the same time. And sorry, not chicken. There's been no mention of chicken. No, no there's, chi- there's no, there's no chicken mystery. <laughs> but then, and then you're like, you have like three different kinds of special bar essentially. So you have, you're having to keep track of like mm. which one's full, which one am I building up? Your specials build up in the in the old way, like with just just by murders. Yeah, like magic, you have to find pickups to. You know the the green bottles I yep. guess, to to use, and they result in a different kind of powered up state and a couple of different specials. Yeah, and then um, you've got the triforce shards. <laughs> I mean, and, and there's a whole bunch of stuff we haven't encountered yet. Still, like, like the uh, there's there's I had a little little look through like some of the um has its like built in achievement system the medals right. thing, yeah. um and I had to look through those and it's like apparently there's like there's the there's the my fairy thing that we haven't yet encountered which is like a i guess you a familiar like you that you train up separately or something like it's some extra thing right but like they apparently have attack consequences and things like that because there's a medal for doing like attacks with the fairy or something and it's like what's that system all about how does that work like and how many goddamn things are there to do in this game? Because like the the the, the list seems enormous. Well, I mean, you know, there's a lot of things to do. Yeah. The weird thing is like how the story is structured. Because yeah, it, like... it sounds like we're nearly at the end of the story already, yeah. and we're then we're, we're not, and it really doesn't seem like we're scratching the surface of this game at this point. No. Unless it is just like that, where the story isn't long and it's just a shit ton of extra missions. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe the story isn't the focus here. I mean, fairness. There was a smeg ton of extra stuff in Age of Clarity more than the yes, main line. That's true. But the, then, then again, like I feel like the main line missions in the, don't feel like main line missions. They all feel like side missions. Well, true. They're all kind of made. This, I mean, there aren't sides. No, so well, well, not yet. Well, yeah. apart from the sort of side stories, but those are still main missions. Yeah, the link. It's a weird one. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't think, again, I don't feel like we've got a handle on it yet. No. Also, it's just an audio... How much have you played of this new one at this point? <laughs> Not new one, I mean old one. <laughs> I guess, I don't know, how many hours? There must be quite a lot of hours at this point still. Like, quite a lot. How, how many yeah, weeks have we played it? Like yeah, five or six? Five or six, yeah. So maybe we're like right. 10 or 12 hours in or something at this point. Um, and not quite got that same handle on it as It's a Calamity. No. <laughs> No, I think you knew what you were getting into, and, and even even though there were some there were cards held t- closely to the chest in Age of Calamity as well until quite late on, like, yeah. Like, yeah. At least the 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 core game, I think you under you can understand pretty quick. Yeah, that. yeah. This yeah, this yeah. this time around, I feel like there's 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 perhaps more cards being held. Maybe, mm. hopefully, but maybe not. Yeah, don't, I don't know. Um. Also, I just want to say, like, that it is a wall of noise, that yep. game. Like, it's just. Yeah, constant noise. The soundtrack is mental. <laughs> yes, the, the, the hardcore Zelda remixes are a bit ridiculous. Yeah. Almost all of them with some kind of, like, just. Like, yes. drumbeat, but, like. No, oh, and my phone's doing stuff again. I should just unplug this. Uh, enjoy that. Um, yeah, just like. But it's like a really weirdly, like, overly compressed and hardcore drums kit they're using for it so everything is just like like the snare isn't just like a dum chet dum chet it's like a dum pang dum pang it's yeah it's a bit much 
Yeah. Not a soothing audio soundscape. <laughs> I mean, at least I guess it's supposed to give the feeling of you being in a legitimately massive battle, which actually, you know, I'm mm. going to say it, this probably does a better job of that feeling than Age of Calamity does. Like, except for maybe that super hard mission we struggled with for ages in Age of Calamity, where the whole map is just a massive battle. Mm. But like, I, I think Ooh. I think this one does a slightly better job of making the battlefield feel a alive well it's because this one the battlefield kind of is alive whereas in age of clouds it's like if you clear an area you're basically done yeah it's fine <laughs> you just leave right. yeah. whereas in this one you, the enemy can actually push back yeah although we're playing in hard mode and that's never really been a challenge thus <clears throat> yet but well a couple of the times yeah I mean, <laughs> we we've, just we've die lost, instantly yeah we've lost some side missions but we don't even understand what the point in the side missions are well like, they, yeah they don't seem to have any point no presumably you get extra experience slash roofies we went we went to the effort of beating back the kaku army in that and that mission that was giving us some headaches and we didn't have to no i'm not even sure what we gained out of doing it yes it's, it doesn't give you specific things like the things that are marked for the heart pieces and the sculptures or whatever yeah and I did, we've never had one of the heart pieces be linked to a side mission, which would be the worst <laughs> outcome. No, they're normally just... The, I mean, we've technically missed a couple, so maybe, but... Maybe, yeah. But they're normally just in an area we didn't go to. Yes, areas of the map that you don't have to go to for the normal progression of the mission, yeah. which is where the co-op comes into the ha- comes in handy. Because then one person can be maintaining progress on the main mission and the other person can be running around the whole rest of the map. Mm. So, uh, Hyrule Warriors Pangsnare Edition. Uh, I mean, it's still a good time. It's still a mindless good time. Of course. Time. Yeah. It's just that Age of Calamity is better. Yep. Look forward yeah. to that Switch 2 and they release Age of Calamity Definitive Edition. Or maybe yeah. we'll get an Age of Calamity 2 after, the after Zelda comes out. Tears of the Kingdom, yeah. Maybe they'll do some more. It's open. Yeah. It won't run any better, will it? <laughs> Oh, maybe it will run better. Maybe they'll have some time to do a little bit more optimization. Mm. I doubt it, though. I really doubt it. It's not really their jam, is it? No. <laughs> cool. That'll do me. Yep. Is that you, Rob, then? Yeah. Yeah. I'm on the uh, phone now. The, the, the AirPods died, so I don't know if this is probably have a different... Uh, voice levels now but for you guys but uh, uh, <laughs> we, might have made, right. we might have made a huge error <laughs> yeah maybe i should have just been on the phone the whole time oh well never mind um but i haven't got it on like conference call. i can't figure out how, how to get it on speaker so i have to hold the phone up to my oh right well that would be a pain uh, in the ass for like yeah exactly hours. exactly it was fine anyway cool yeah i've just been playing god of war and i and Oh, just I, that, I, I, that little thing. <laughs> that little thing. I don't think I'm going to speak about it much because of my voice or whatever, and there'll be plenty to talk about next time as well, so I might sort of skip over it. But like like I said, it is really beautiful and really slick, and mm. it's just, yeah. Uh, so I'm getting into the story now. I have a feeling it's going to be really long. <laughs> right. I think that's what I've heard. So I'm just getting into it. And it's already doing some, you know, interesting things that weren't, weren't in the first one so oh, that's okay. cool cool yeah um but, yeah some new stuff but uh, and and that is that thing i said about the like enemies not being repeated is is quite is borne out so far it, they do seem to be like each big encounter is like a unique like mini boss or whatever rather yeah. than 
uh, rather than fighting an ogre and then an, a fire version of an ogre and then a nice version of or whatever, you know? Yeah. Because um, uh, I, 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 I was going to ask this, like, so it's not feeling too samey to the last one. Not that that would no. necessarily be a bad thing, but it's... um. I mean, it is... The combat is the same, pretty much. Like... Um, it's a lot slicker in 60 FPS, but what, most of the moves are the same or whatever. Obviously, sure. once you do that, the upgrade tree and, you know, I'm sure they're quite different ones in there, but the basic move set and everything is identical to the first game, mm. uh, which is kind of what good. I mean, that was great already. So it's, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know how they would have changed it and made it better, really. Um, maybe, yeah, because you already had the two. It was already complex enough, I think, and you had the two. You had the axe and the the blades or whatever. I don't know if they would have invented. Maybe there'll be more once I get into I the game. Maybe. I bet they will. Yeah. yeah. So I'll see. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, this is quite early on. So, well, is this? No, I don't think this is spoiler. But like, you get to play as Atreus. Like the camera, you know, it's that um, uh, what, continuous the, camera shot. Yeah, they do that in a clever way to transfer. Um, you know, you between playing as different characters, but still with the continuous tracking camera shot, which is kind of cool. Interesting. No, I didn't know that. I didn't know you did that. Yeah. So I mean, it's, it's quite early on, so hopefully that's not yeah, a big yeah, spoiler. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Neat. And I don't know how much of the game will be like that. Probably not much, but it, you know, that's a new thing. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. Kind of a nice little palette yeah, cause he's, at times, I guess. It's good. It is quite a few years later. So like he is an older, you know, he's a teenager or whatever. It's like, he's quite a different character because he's grown up, which is really good. Yeah. He's not so much of a boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I bet uh, there'll be some boy. Yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's really slick and beautiful and, uh, really fun to play. So I'll, 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 I'll talk about it more next time. I'm sure. Nice. Apparently, like yeah. PlayStation Fives aren't, um, no. aren't as tricky to get hold of now. We're, no. fi- we're finally hitting the point where it's, uh, yeah, it's it's viable. I think, yeah, I think I re- I hit that point and then I managed to get mine, but I think it's becoming more normal now. Yeah, um, which is cool. Yeah. Sorry, that, I don't know why that's just reminded me. Probably because this was one of the first games I played on the Series X, but um, I've been dipping my toe back in No Man's Sky. All right. Oh, see how yeah. it's changed. I should probably try that. Actually. <laughs> they, 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 oh yeah, I mean it's good, um, but they changed some stuff, and I've totally forgotten how to play that game. Um, and but the, is it because they've changed stuff, or have you just totally forgotten how to play that? A game? bit of both. A bit of both. There's definitely some things where I'm like, how do I do this now? I don't know how they how to do what I did before, and uh, or I, some things have changed, and I don't have them available anymore, or there are just some some. I'm trying to engage with the new settlements thing. Right. And yeah. The- I never played since they put that in. Yeah, so I, I've never seen the settlements. I think I'm just missing some quality of life upgrades that I just never had anyway. Right, and like, and it's just making things really awkward. <laughs> like, I don't know. I really need to access my storage containers, but uh, like in the settlement, I can't actually build anything because it counts as a base already. So it doesn't let me build within the confines of a base. No. And the the build system's changed, like and how that interface works, at least on console. Anywho, I don't want to talk about it a huge amount here. It's changed. It's been a long time since I played it, admittedly, and it's like, but it's changed enough that it's throwing a few curveballs, and I'm like, I don't really know exactly what I'm doing anymore. <laughs> 
the trouble with that is that now now I now I'm like oh, maybe I should go back in. But the trouble is, I think every time that I've been away from No Man's Sky for an extended period of time and come back, it just makes me want to start over because I'm like I <laughs> I need to go through this again properly from the start so I actually relearn it. <laughs> yeah, because maybe maybe they've changed their tutorial system to make it <laughs> probably easier. not. But probably not. No, but the balloon- or maybe they've added a third tutorial stacked on top of the other. <laughs> maybe. I mean, I don't know that I ever fully understood that game, right? No, it's, but it's, but it's still compelling to actually. You just time just disappears when I'm in when I'm playing it. It's mm. one of those. It's like, yeah, I'll come up, I'll come up to bed soon, hun. Mm. Oh shit, another hour has passed. <laughs> Anywho, No Man's Sky. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh. I was about to say it's on Game Pass, but like obviously that doesn't apply to PlayStation. So uh... PlayStation, no. I was just thinking that I have, you know, it might it probably runs pretty nicely on PS5. But oh, yeah. obviously, like no, everything it'll run, does. But... It'll run lovely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> it I say it to... will run lovely. I don't know. Like I remember it being slightly smoother on my Xbox than it was during my last experience. It was like right, right, because it's sort of unlocked frame rate game. It doesn't doesn't. It doesn't stick to 60, but there are certain parts, certain environments where it's running at 60. But then when I was hanging out in this settlement, it's like, oh, it's it's chugging a bit. It's mm. get, it's getting down in the in the 30s, maybe lower at times. Um, Interesting. Uh, but then it's like running at 4K on the Series X, right? So it's like it's yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's even taking shortcuts with it. I think it's just a straight up naked pushing 4K. a lot of pixels. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow. wow, it's pushing a lot of pixels in a weirdly procedural world which is always going to give you yeah uh yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll stop talking so we can end this podcast but my final thought cool. is my boy tunic got shafted at the game awards <laughs> yeah like he got nominated my boy, who? My boy tunic it's like he got, oh, it, it got nominated oh, for a few oh, things yeah. but but oh i forgot that's our game of the year isn't it yeah <laughs> okay yeah anyway we'll, we'll come to that listeners but I, I always jump to the end where i'm like yep it's definitely dwarf fortress no <laughs> no it's definitely too and also shout yeah, out to stray that got, yeah. a, got a nomination in the actual game of the year category, oh, so. i also need to play that as well god oh, damn yeah, you're in the okay. best, best position <laughs> cool. with your ps5 exactly that's, that's the yeah, version the, to play in the position yeah Okay, you reminded me. Okay, I'll write that down. And then I'll have more than just God of War to talk about next time. <laughs> cool, yeah. All right, then. And thank you for joining us, listeners. Uh, this is our podcast about video games, which you've been listening to. We do it every two weeks, so there'll be another one in two weeks. But we also have our YouTube channels, Happy Salad. Check that out. Uh, gameplay video. Another, what was that? Deep dive into Dirk with possible audio issues to enjoy. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it's it's fine. It's watchable, but like, it's just not, it's just not up to my normal yeah. standards, man. Like this podcast, uh, high standards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This has been a bit of a lo-fi podcast, but we'll be hopefully back to full, full, high, our normal high standards <laughs> next time. So we'll catch you then. Um, we're now time to go and watch the football, I guess. Yep. Uh, right. So it's, which we've see, avoided talking about somehow, but like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, uh, catch you next time, listeners. Goodbye. Thanks, lad. <laughs>